Welcome to Freaks and Creeks, a Dawson's Creek podcast, the show where four millennials who missed the boat 25 years ago take the dive for the first time. Join us as we experience the series with a fresh perspective week to week and see if our adolescent experiences match up with Dawson and the gang. My name is Cody. I'm Stella. I'm Mal, short for Mallory. And I'm James. And this week we are talking about season one, episode three, titled Kiss. This episode aired on February 7th, 1998. And here is the rough synopsis. It says, the class movie hits some trouble, giving Dawson an advantage. Joey falls in love with a visitor to the town. Pacey's school achievements and his relationship with Tamara intensify. And Dawson brings his feelings about Jen out into the open. Written by Rob Thomas, and it was directed by Michael Toshiyuki Uno. And this was a great episode, I thought. What did you all think about the watch this time? How did it go for you? I um, Mixed feelings. I, I think I liked it less than the last episode. Yeah. So, yeah, not my favorite so far. I mean, we're only three in, but um, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely surprised. So I'm excited to talk about it and I'm excited. I'm I'm still excited to like keep watching. I'm like intrigued. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happens next, but wasn't a big fan of the app. Yeah, um, I kind of agree. I didn't like it quite as much as the last episode. Um, I, I did feel like we're getting to know more about Cape Side a, a little more and I enjoyed that, seeing lots of uh, water and boats, lots of, <laughs> you know, B-roll <laughs> of that type of thing. Um I don't know, plots seem to be advancing and I feel like we're kind of starting to dig in a little more. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing that I can say with uh, my utmost confidence of this is this is an episode of Dawson's Creek. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> there, there are some things I really like. There's some things that I really did not like. Uh, but also for a clarification, this was written by Rob Thomas. Is that the creator of Veronica Mars or is that... The singer of Matchbox 20. I'm pretty sure it's the singer of Matchbox 20. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget <laughs> exactly. about it. Exactly. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I, I did notice Santana was in the background of every shot. I don't know if you guys saw that, so <laughs> that's that's what I'm basing that off of. So that's where that sick-ass guitar lick was coming exactly. from. Exactly, okay. <laughs> yeah. He actually wrote the music that uh, that Anderson Crawford was playing on his violin on the boat. That oh was actually a Santana lick. <laughs> that's a so little-known cool. fact. <laughs> I think without further ado, actually, sorry, I have one thing that I have to mention. Oh, and I do too. Uh, before we get in about the time period around this episode. So um, this, like I said, was was released on February 7th. And actually, I have a note that it was released on February 3rd, which... Oh, really? I need to double check that. But the only reason that I find that important is because we mentioned a very popular... Um, uh, crime case that is very relevant to this whole Pacey and Tamara Jacobs drama, which is the Mary Kay Letourneau. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Kay Letourneau is the teacher who in the nineties yes. was convicted of uh, rape of a minor for her, who was her, her student. Um, so on February 3rd, she is released or she is convict. She's, <laughs> she's found violating her, probation oh no um she's been out of jail for a little bit at this point in time and what happens is she as as part of her stipulation for her um 
for her plea deal where she, instead of serving seven and a half years in prison, she only gets six months in jail. That's it? Yes. Whoa. Three months of which is suspended. So she actually only does three months in a, feder- in a, in a penitentiary, and then she gets out where, where she basically has three months of, of supervised house arrest. So she only serves six months for, for this very strange relationship that she has with a literal child. And on February 3rd, 1998, just four days before this episode is released, she is caught with this child who is now, I want to say like 18 or something. So he's an adult at this point in time, but as part of her plea deal, she had to have no contact with him for life. Mm -hmm. And she is caught in a vehicle with him just the same way that it happened way back when, when they were caught fooling around in the back of a car and they have a bunch of money, they have a bunch of documents, and they are basically planning to escape the country together at at this point in time. And a couple days later, I think actually on February 7th, she is then sentenced to her full prison (laughs) sentence at that point in time by the judge who is like, okay, clearly you are not actually in good faith trying to stay away from your victim. Um, and the father of two of your children. So I mean, her three month punishment of jail wasn't enough. Right. For her to, yeah. Can wait she, to see what happens with, to Miss Jacobs. Yeah. Here. Exactly. So you know, it's <laughs> so cool that you can go to prison for life yeah. for a nonviolent drug crime, but if you have right. sex with a minor, you get um, twenty minutes in yeah. jail. Yeah. A little, a, mm-hmm. pretty much a slap on the wrist. Fun stuff. Uh, I wanted to say something fun. So we're all. Uh, all of our armchair expert theories on some writing here is valid. Uh, so I was listening to an episode of Gilmore Guys, and it's an old one, but Aisha Mahar uh, had said that there was a writer's reunion panel for Dawson's Creek back in 2015, and during that, Kevin Williamson had said that Joey was written as a boy. Ah. And it was because of mm-hmm. like the studio that they like forced that to end up being, you know, um, for a girl. Interesting. Yeah, and interesting. it was, and Joey was 100% based on a child relationship or childhood relationship he had. Well, not childhood, but like during his adolescence, he was in love wow. with a friend. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's interesting. I'm glad. Do you feel vindicated, Cody? Because I feel like you're the first person to throw <laughs> that out when we were talking about the show. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, I definitely do, but it's, uh, you're clairvoyant. <laughs> I, yeah, my third eye is wide open. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think that uh, it it just felt really obvious that her name is Joey and right. he's gay and he was closeted mm-hmm. for so long that it just felt like, oh, this has to be like a queer coded character. So, um, and it was, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really, I haven't, uh, listeners out there, don't scream at me if I've gotten anything incorrect about this. This is just what Aisha Mahar said. So tweet at her. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't want to Google anything more about this because I didn't want to get any spoilers right. of what else must have been talked about. I mean, if it was a totally. like a big mm-hmm. panel, I don't want any spoilers. So, did they happen to mention uh, this? You know, what I'm pretty sure is fact, but Nelly being a vampire. Did they talk about that at all? <laughs> they talked about the connection to the Vampire Diaries, Kevin Williamson universe. <laughs> <laughs> when Cody wow. told me that, like, I feel like that just would have changed the whole like the whole yeah. dynamic yeah. of the show. Like, yeah. I want I want to know like what it originally would have looked like. Dawson's Creek with Joey. Yeah. (laughs) I hope there's like an original script out there of like before all the changes were made because that'd be great. Yeah. It would be interesting. It it would be really cool to see that. It would also, I'm glad they made that change though because can you imagine if it was fucking Joey as a dude, Dawson and Pacey walking around? (laughs) (laughs) And then Jen. (laughs) And then Jen, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, this show already has way too much gross testosterone. Yeah. 
And I'm, I don't know, you know, I know, I know we're kind of in the pre episode discussion here. This episode is where it hit me. Everybody talks the same in this fucking show. Like this, the, when they get into the heightened stylistic dialogue, every person sounds the same. I, yeah, I think that's just the flavor of the show for me though. Like it doesn't really, um, it just, I mean, it's like Buffy or any other show. Like they're going to have that unique, um, you know, style of speaking to it. Like Gilmore Girls obviously has their version of that where everyone talks really fast and every single sentence right. is a pop culture reference. Yeah. But I think with this, it's, you know, that, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on like what it is, but it's like teen noir. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's yeah. making these like really strange allegories mm-hmm. with everything that they say. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's definitely stylized. Well, I guess, you know, does anybody have any final thoughts before we actually jump in and do the scene by scene? Get into it. No. Fuck yeah. All right. Cody, All right. take us away. Yeah. So the opening teaser, it has Dawson and Joey watching from here to eternity. And this is where the rest of the episode's theme plays out, where they're talking about the difference between having kind of a, a cynical outlook where you should just have romance happening when it does, when it happens, let it be natural versus, uh, Dawson's weird setup of thinking that everything needs to be staged for romance to happen, uh, which is gross and just like more in line with his character. I guess like, I mean, at least he's still exactly who he is. Like (laughs) this isn't off for him. Like he thinks everything needs to be staged. Um, Mm -hmm. Joey says, you know, you can't storyboard a kiss and Mm -hmm. which is funny because later we're going to see that these two, Characters are gonna do a little swaparoo. Yes, exactly. Indeed. Um, I had a note here uh, <laughs> when Joy was criticizing um, Dawson. She was referring to the movie and say she said, um, "It's take twenty-two. The girl's bored. The guy's gay. It's cellular propaganda." And I kind of looked up, <laughs> researched um, from here <laughs> to eternity a little bit, and apparently Burt Lancaster, who plays, uh, oh yeah. The man who has the affair with Deborah Carr, the or that character played by Deborah Carr. Um, he was gay. He mm-hmm. had affairs with men. So uh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so yeah. between that and then also like Dawson making that quip to Joey if she's actually into Sandra Bullock. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Two uh two little gay quips there. Interesting. Right. Yes. Um, a note on the Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt comment. I was like, have they ever been I was thinking, have they ever been in a movie together? Oh, yeah. Or was it just a reference yeah, to they? two really famous, you know, actors in the 90s? And I couldn't find anything until this week, The Lost right. City. <laughs> They're just calling just it. This week. That's yeah, so funny. I know, that was so funny. I was just more shocked that he was surprised that she was attracted to Brad Pitt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, the most like everyone, handsome man yeah. on earth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, didn't you get a thing with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Um, I... I, th- I think I may have like said something about this in our last recap, but um, I just keep going back to like Dawson. Um, like what does he actually know or like about Jen? Like he seems so adamant, like, Oh, I have to create this like perfect mm-hmm. moment for our kiss. Like she's just so amazing. And it's like, what do you know about her? Or are you just like really just infatuated with this idea of romance yeah. yeah, just has a major crush, I think. Yeah, like she has a pretty head. That's all yeah. he knows about her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has no idea anything about her besides the fact that she seems to want to go along with my movie idea. <laughs> like that's about yeah. it. 
I liked this scene though, you know, when we're talking about this scene in, 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 in totality and in relationship to the rest of the episode, I liked it because it, it puts the Dawson and Joey are, are diametrically opposed here, right? Dawson is saying movies are real. You can live your life through as a movie if you just try, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like all you have to do is think about it like a movie and it can be real. And, and Joey is like, no movies are not real life. You're living a fantasy. But we end up seeing, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, both of them end up living their life as if it's a movie here. You know, when Dawson, when Dawson's, you know, storyboards, this whole romantic encounter that we get to at the end of the episode, that is a hundred percent a scene out of a movie. And when Joey goes on her date with with the mystery man that we're soon to meet, that is literally a scene out of a movie. And not only is it a scene out of a movie, she adopts a movie character's name. Initially, she goes by Deborah Carr, then catches it and corrects it to Deborah Carson. So yeah. And that Deborah Carr is actually the actress. So she's, Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I watched yeah. it, I didn't. I was like, "Why did Joey just come up with that name?" And then when I yeah. watched it again, I was like, "Oh, there it she is." Plays there we go. At, like a character named Karen. <laughs> in, Karen. Yeah. yeah. She has a really horrible haircut and complains <laughs> about minorities. It's a really crazy Karen character. <laughs> what, a, what a fun episode, or what a fun movie to watch late at night with your platonic yeah, romantic I, friend. <laughs> Also, has anyone ever seen From Here to Eternity? No, I only no. know about them no. making out on the beach, the beach. Mm, with the water. Famous scene. Is that movie just two hours of that? Yeah. Because it's the only That's thing I know from like, the movie. Yeah. Okay. Must be. Also, thought it was interesting that, so last, ep- our last episode, Stella mentioned that um, we were, the first in the first scene, we were watching a clip from Dawson's movie, and you were wondering if, we were, if that was going to be a thing. Um, but this is kind of similar. We're watching a scene from a movie in the mm-hmm. first scene of the episode. I thought that, was that they then play Again, out basically yeah. in real yeah. life, which is what kind of what the what last episode was. Was we watched a scene that they were kind of working on mm-hmm. for Dawson's movie. So. And we still do get a clip from his movie at the end of this. Yeah, a really good scene too. Yeah. Uh, so after the intro theme, uh, we get into Mr. Gold's film class where. All the students are arguing about how they can touch up Cliff's script for Helmets of Glory because they're going to be shooting it that weekend. And, you know, the last episode I argued that this is a better, like, Helmets of Glory is sounds like it's going to be a better movie. Yeah, than how are you feeling about that? <laughs> yeah. I, I still think it's better. It's not good, but it's better, you know. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. especially after seeing how Dawson shoots his final scene for his big epic movie, and the I mean that looks like trash. But here, this is not good that they uh, have written a script, but now they're deciding that they're going to change the ending to the movie that they're going to shoot that weekend. Wild stuff. Right. Uh, but Nellie is just super upset about Dawson's ideas of implementing some actual structure to the script, and. This is interesting because we're finally seeing Dawson actually say things that are smart right. about filmmaking. He, instead of just everyone saying, wow, Dawson, you're so good. Like you're, we're actually getting evidence of that. So I like that we're getting uh, a little bit of that, but I don't understand from a production standpoint, why Nellie being a producer on this later, we find out why, like, you know, she says, you know, we worked on this all summer and you're just coming in here right now. But if you're a producer, you want the final product that you're producing to be good. And if, He's coming up with good ideas. Like that's good. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, not, oh. she was kind of like that to some of the other students too, not just Dawson yeah. in that yeah. scene because she called or she said something about like non-asinine ideas to yeah. the student yeah. behind her who had suggested like a dance scene. You know. Yeah. I. So she's. I don't know. I mean, she look. Feels a sense of you know 
ownership over this, I guess. Well, <laughs> it's I think it's more proof that she is a vampire. She is in between <laughs> feedings. She's very hungry, and she just doesn't have time for this bullshit conversation that we're having. Though that said, like, Dawson's suggestion aside of, like, very basic storytelling, you know, like, he's basically suggesting that we just do the hero's journey, yeah. which, like, if you've ever played Dungeons and, and Dragons, if you've ever read a fantasy story, if you've ever even seen, like, an action movie or pretty much any real movie, you yeah. have seen this in play, and it is basically the most basic storytelling technique that you can that you can have. She hates it. Like, why? I mean, I don't understand why she is so vehemently opposed to what the, the teacher himself would probably suggest. Yeah, like, it makes yeah. no sense. It's not mm-hmm. like he's coming up with his own crazy story structure and imposing it on everybody. He's just... Sure, he's not really articulating it in the best way. He's kind of coming across as, in my opinion, he kind of comes across as an asshole, especially when, like, what we know, you're supposed to shut up and just do your homework. Yeah. You're not supposed to take part in this. Um, but everybody else's suggestions sucked ass. <laughs> but also it's like, where where are your ideas, girl? Like you're just yeah. being like shutting down everyone. Yeah, like I'm not start I'm starting to dislike her a little more. I know <laughs> I, first, I liked her at first and now I'm like, I don't know. Well, I feel like this episode she was like really really annoying yes. like her voice yeah. was like i yes. felt like different like she it was weird yeah mm-hmm. i agree she had she, i felt like well i mean that said we only really got one line out of her in the first episode where she is like where's forrest gump go and it had this kind of weird delivery but we got a lot of nelly in this episode <gasps> excuse me and um <laughs> we got a lot of nelly in this episode and a lot of it was rough it was hard to defend, you know, it, it made me like feel sad that we kind of hyped her up. I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, this show is like a thousand episodes yeah, and this yeah. is only the third episode. They're still definitely trying to figure out who these people are. Like we're going to get to Mr. Golden a little bit. Like he gets fleshed out a little more right. in this episode and his first appearance, he was like cold and mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this one, he's like kind of a smooth operator. Right. So yeah. like they don't know who these characters no, are yet. They're definitely fleshing them out. This is also where we get our very first needle drop of the whole uh, episode. We get the song First Time by Billy Myers. Um, I went ahead and um, have made a, a, a playlist that we will share out of all of the music from this episode. Uh, I actually enjoyed this episode's music quite a bit. It felt like I couldn't place any of the songs except for one, which we'll get into when we get to it. Um, but it it felt perfectly 90s like it mm-hmm. felt like totally. exactly what i remember the 90s sounding sounding like and this song specifically really like scratched that 90s itch for me mm-hmm. uh one thing so they're all arguing over the script and they're all a writer's room i feel like this might be a meta thing where the writers of dawson's creek are kind of describing their own right. writer's room mm-hmm. and like kind of poking fun because that's, that's fun, fun. Mm-hmm. but uh nelly has that little bit about an including an unexpected death at the end. Yes. And I wonder if that's their way of doing like foreshadowing it. Maybe there's going to be like a big death Ooh. in this show. Like right, maybe it's like the season Let's take finale. Bets. Who do we think is going to die <laughs> in the end of this season? Soft B Bob. Soft B Bob. Okay. <laughs> Cody coming out strong. I think that's what it's, we're going to, it just seems like such a TV show thing for, Dawson's mom to be at a crossroads of does she want to be with Mr. Man Meat or Soft B Bob? Mm-hmm. And I think his death will be like, oh, like, is right. she gonna, does she want to still be with Dawson's dad 
uh, and is that just because Soft B Bob is now literally out of the picture? Right. <laughs> That's a good read. I, I like don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Stella? I don't know. I mean, like, I think potentially obvious choice <laughs> would be Gran. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Gramp. Gramp. Or yeah. Gramp. Yeah. Remember, um, he has that huge his, bloody yeah, right, yeah. He's Kind of on his deathbed. <laughs> uh, and then I was just trying to think of other people, like maybe Joey's sister, Bessie. Is that her name? Yeah. Bessie, yeah. That'd be interesting. God, she would just be the most tragic character in Jeez, all yeah. of Dawson's yeah. Creek. <laughs> My read is Gramps. I feel like, you know, they set up the whole, that's the reason that Jen is here. He had this open heart surgery. He's recovering from it. We've seen nothing from him. He's played no role <laughs> since then. Let's just fucking kill him off. And then it'll also beg the question, is Jen going to stay here or not? Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but I, uh, yeah, I hope it's Pacey. I hope he gets killed off. <laughs> Man, that really? would be such a twist. <laughs> I really hope it's Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> I think I dislike Dawson more than Pacey. <laughs> yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. Who do you think is going to die, Mal? Maybe Cliff. I Ooh. still, I don't know mm. how much farther his a true helmets of like glory, the story, the, you know. Yeah. Friday night the lights. Story will go. I, well, I guess he's gonna graduate though too. So I don't know. Yeah, because he. Well, what show was he on? Felicity. Yeah, Felicity. Yeah. That's, right. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Uh, before we move on from the scene, I do want to point out Nellie's outfit. Mm. Oh, I didn't even take note. Oh. Fashion beyond her attitude. <laughs> she was wearing a like a fuzzy purple sparkly top purple Did the same that. color tights and like a floral purple skirt and then bright red shoes <laughs> i did see that that's yeah, right that's great i remember great. that because platform in, heels in a later scene she's wearing the same outfit yeah. i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. and i remember just being like damn that shirt looks cozy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i also just um we were talking about dawson like showing his knowledge of how movies work Mm -hmm. um but i just thought it was funny because there's like a shot of mr gold like looking at him like oh hey like dawson does know stuff about (laughs) movies like wow um i thought that was funny yeah i mean the 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 joseph campbell hero's journey is like the most basic form of storytelling you could possibly have i just love i don't know maybe nelly's like david lynch and she just she has this like really far out idea of what helmets of glory could be yeah she's just a super progressive storyteller and filmmaker and she's like no that's hack we can't do that we have to have an unexpected death that quarterback must do something groovy we also find out that she is the producer yeah and, and that scene, she also, we find that out so well in a later scene yeah. she says that she spent all summer writing the script so she's also a writing producer yeah yeah She's M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> she does everything. Yeah. Anyway, I thought this scene was fun. I, I, I mean, I love the idea. I love storytelling. I, I love Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of stuff. And I think that I'm realizing now I really wish that I joined a film class because that this scene was like, oh, man, I would love to have a brainstorming session with a bunch of people trying to figure out how to fix a script, you know, how yeah. to fix a story. That would be really fun. Um, not if I'm getting shit on by everybody in the room though, <laughs> but I think it also kind of was cool of Dawson to just like, he was ar- articulate. I, I, I'll give him that. He clearly identified what the problem was and tried to give his suggestions. So, you know, as much as I hate Dawson and think he's a real turd, like <laughs> he does, he does have, he, he can get his ideas across even if nobody listens to him. And again, like, 
I know this is a corny movie and I know Cliff is supposed to be a stupid guy and we're supposed to root for Dawson. But at the same time, like there, we already do have the underdog story with Cliff's character because doesn't he have a broken arm and the big game is coming up in the yep. weekend? Helmet's a glory narrative, <laughs> uh, not just Cliff. Uh, but that, I mean, that seems like a narrative hook. Like we already have an ending, you know, yeah. you bring in the second string quarterback and you do Friday night lights. Like that's what this story, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting in the weeds of helmets of glory. I just hope we see helmets of glory one day. So. And I hope it beats Dawson's <laughs> dumb movie. Well, should we move on to the next scene? Uh, yeah. Yes. So <sighs> Tamara Jacobs lit class uh pacey's there and she is flirty and fun with him and reveals that he's failing all of his classes uh <laughs> no surprise there and she agrees to tutor him later after a teacher's meeting come by back at six ish uh and they're just like the sexiness between them really sucks uh, you know what's going to happen after 6 p.m. and like the tutoring stuff. It feels like extortion too. Like the way that they set this up just sucks. I hate it. God, I hate yeah. Pacey. I hate Tamara. Um, yeah. And so Pacey basically says that he's failing on purpose. Yep. Which is um, sick. And like, yeah. but the reason being so that he can be tutored by her, but it's like, wouldn't it take a while to fail all your classes like all of them yeah too yeah, yeah. Not, not just, just english, english class. Yeah. she's not gonna tutor him in math so and right, she yeah. says that all of the other teacher teachers are talking about how he's failing so yeah this made me doesn't make sense wonder what's going on in pacey's life because mm -hmm. yeah i did anybody did any of you guys fail a class in high school yeah, all of them. <laughs> no, but he reminds me of like the smart slacker, you know, like there's always like right. the, yeah. He like, reminds me of, you, of myself. I mean, yeah. like in this one, let me caveat that, Let's in this see. one specific <laughs> way, um, because I didn't give a shit about school and, uh, and early in my academic career was getting very good grades. And by the time high school came around, I was just like, who cares about yeah. any of this? Why should I care? I definitely failed classes. But and I kind of agree with what he's saying. It does take some work to actually fail every single one of your classes, unless you just j are like not showing up. And in, in which case, that also takes some work because how are you covering all that up? But I have almost no notes on this scene because I just started dissociating. I was just like, <laughs> That's I, I can't, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any anyone on Ethan Frome? Yeah, Never fucking heard of this. Nope. Oh, I read it. I mean, in I've school. heard of it, but didn't read it. I haven't. It wasn't on, on yeah, my reading list. I also had no idea what they were yeah. talking about. Oh, well, so a big plot point in that book is um, a forbidden relationship. Oh. And, and what happens at the end of that book is the two people that are not supposed to be together, you know, it's like a bad thing that they want to be together. They, are, they end up together, but with the caveat that they're both, like one becomes completely paralyzed and another one is very seriously injured and uh and it's like it's like oh you got what you want but like interesting in mm. a bad way yeah interesting so yeah i thought that was kind of fun maybe that's foreshadowing for the relationship and mm -hmm. um, maybe pacey gets paralyzed is that why they put the wheelchair in this <laughs> oh where did that wow. come from yeah right <laughs> When I, okay, uh, we broke protocol and Stella and I had a very brief discussion about this episode before we recorded. And I was like, where the fuck did he get the wheelchair? And Stella casually says, oh, it's because of the movie shoot. 
Well, yes. Yes. What, but what where did he, but, but where did he get it? Because of the movie. They had well, it on set the for the movie. Oh, so like someone in the movie gets maybe has an injury and is in a wheelchair. I, that was my that, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it was on. Yeah, it was on. <laughs> Does the, it? <laughs> why? Well, why else would he be we, like cruising the halls in a wheelchair? I know, but <laughs> I wish we got question. a scene where yeah. he stole it because he has it for almost every I, scene. I, he's I in. wonder if they had if they like filmed that scene and then cut it. A mm. lot of this episode feels like yeah. scenes were cut. Yeah. Yeah. I don't anyway, care. Later. I, hate <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. Okay. I, but yeah. I don't know. The, the, the only thing that I feel like this scene gave me is a curiosity into who Pacey is, what his home life is like, what he does outside of class, because I agree with what you said, Mallory. He is like the smart slacker. He seems to, he's articulate, right? He's like emotionally aware, at least at some levels. He's clearly like, he he isn't just somebody who would fail on merit, right? You know what I mean? So I'm curious as to, I hope that we get, and I'm sure that we will, uh, a look at Pacey outside of school because that still is the only context we've seen Pacey is school and then um, the movie theater and then kissing his teacher on the dock. So we really haven't seen Pacey in like a neutral setting where he's not trying to play it up for his friends or he's around his uh, menstrually diverse sisters or any of that. So, yeah, I just want one scene where Pacey's talking about golf or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's not about sex (laughs) or like anything related to women. I just, because everything he has to say about women is bad. So I just want him to be like, wow, yeah, I shot nine holes over the weekend. Right. I feel like he probably does play golf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He always wears a collared shirt. Yeah. It's like his uniform. Well, I was just so, gonna, cause, I was gonna say because he's a dork. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one that just consistently wears a collar shirt. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for our first break of the day, so we will be back after these. After these <laughs> messages, we'll be right back. Bye. Did you know that one day all of our souls will be sucked out of our bodies and placed into Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse? I never asked for that, but it's our stupid reality. So please follow us on Instagram at Freaks and Creeks Pod. That's an at sign F R E A K S A N D C R E E K S P O D, just like the Christian new metal band from the late 90s. Hey, that's when Dawson's Creek was on the air. Back to the show. Well, now we finally get to the Ice House Diner, which is so exciting because we talked about this, like this is their way to like branch out and start showing more of Cape Side. But we're here and uh, it starts off with Bodie and Joey teasing Bessie's uh, big old pregnant body, which is, uh, this is a show from 1998. And um, we also get Dawson talking to Pacey about something that doesn't involve women for once. For a brief moment. For a brief <laughs> moment. We get a reprieve. Um <laughs> And it's a, they really get to the discussion of them shooting uh, Helmets of Glory over the weekend. And this is when we start to get a little bit of like where this episode's going to be going because there's a conflict of Dawson shooting his movie over this weekend, but also, you know, we're, we're Helmets of Glory. So what is Dawson going to do? He dives in a little bit about how he has this perfect setup for his conclusion and it's going to be using Jen 
and how this is all like set up so he can kiss her. And that's when Pacey can finally, his light right. bulb <laughs> blinks again. He's like, oh, we can talk about sex again. Um, <laughs> and that's when Pacey talks about his, like, his plans with that mystery girl. Again, so strange that none Nobody. of his friends know who he's talking right. about, <laughs> especially because this is the only thing they do talk about. If it's not Dawson talking about movies, it's about the relationships. So how can Pacey go five seconds without right. ever saying like who the mystery girl is? Um, and we're also introduced to a hot new character, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> um, just real quick to to touch on the Pacey. Um, yeah, please. Going on a date with a quote unquote stranger um, or mystery girl. Um, it's just it's so surprising to me that, um, you know, there are no rumors going around especially after like the right. movie fight, yeah. the movie theater fight yep. and him talking to Miss Jacobs so much in class. Yeah. Like well, no, so that rumors. was with Mr. Gold. Right. That fight. Yes. No, well, that no. is Mr. Gold. Okay. So it, Mr. Gold was there, but he isn't the one who punches him. It's the person behind Pacey that punches He's with Pacey Mrs. in the movie. But, Jacobs. but to yeah. your point, why? I mean, I guess <laughs> teachers aren't going to gossip to students. No. So maybe yeah. that's the case, but like how hasn't, this been talked about that yeah, two right. teachers were at the school yeah. at the movies and a student comes up and starts a yeah. fight, mm. you know, like all that stuff at my high school guaranteed would have been being talked about fr- probably for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how, how has nobody like, this is the best kept secret in Cape side, which I guess yeah. makes sense. Cause it's a town of, as, as we know, like 20 people, I think. Yeah. So right. <laughs> there's an episode of <laughs> Batman, the animated series where all of, all the bad guys, the rogues gallery, they all are just sitting around playing cards and swapping stories about their experiences with Batman. Uh-huh. And I would love to see a Dawson's Creek <laughs> episodes where it's all the teachers being like, Hey, remember Pacey? Right. Cause <laughs> Did you know that he was <laughs> sleeping with the English lit teacher. <laughs> Why was he failing all of his classes? Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, this episode, again, I kind of alluded to this in our pre episode discussion or pre scene by scene discussion, but like, I love this. This is like, this is what I want to see more of. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. slice of life. Um, you know, this, th- this show is so heightened. So it's cool to see something that is relatable in a sense. Um, there is some, there, there's some interesting stuff about this scene. I think I'll, I might save it for later when we get to the, the, the kind of ape, the, the apex I've been doing too much racing. I'm sorry. The uh, culmination <laughs> of this scene <laughs> sorry, of this episode, but, um, we get our second needle drop. I'll, I'll interject that right now. We got our second needle drop in this, in this, uh, in this episode, the song is kingdom by the slugs. It is very like nineties alt rock. Mm -hmm. It's acoustic guitar and grungy vocals. And it, I liked it. I thought it was really fun. It did definitely like set the scene for the rest of this episode for me. But what I found interesting is so Dawson, lays out his whole plan, like you mentioned, Cody, and Pacey hears it. So he knows that yes. Dawson yes. is mm-hmm. planning to shoot this video yes. at the ruins tonight. Right. Uh-huh. And then, and he, as I mean, we're going to, we're going to talk about this, but he goes there later in this, this episode. Yeah. Why? Knowing it's that Dawson will be prophecy. there. He yeah. wants to create catastrophe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is just a, a, a big old, mess you know that i that <laughs> i couldn't separate myself as soon as i saw it in my rewatch i was like wait why the fuck would he do this now? yeah mm-hmm. i do want to go back a little bit to the beginning of this scene sure. this is uh, Bodie and bessie this is kind of the first time we see them again since the first episode 
Um, Bodhi 2.0. First time we see the new actor who plays Bodhi. Right. And this explain this entire scene explains why he was making uh, sampling food yes. right. in the first episode he because the they own house. a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, they own it, I think. Seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. So I meant to note what people ordered. It sounded like it was basically just like burgers and fries and then also raw oysters Seafood. for, for Pacey <laughs> for his, his six o'clock date later that night. He wants to just carry around some oysters with him for the rest of the day. Yeah, you pocket those guys. Yeah. Dawson, <laughs> Dawson ordered 10 fish and chips, five family fries, and a dozen shrimp burgers. I wrote that down because it was so, it was so, he ordered so much food. It has to be for the film set later. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's a good But it's definitely a seafood restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Five family (laughs) fries. That's a lot of fries. Uh, The whole thing with him and Joey staring at each other and like locking eyes. Has that ever happened in real life to anyone? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it just, Uh what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. I thought that was like. You mean you've never I fucked anyone? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where they just like, where all moments cease to happen and you're locked in and you just both know at the exact same time, like, we're gonna fuck now. That's real? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. I guess it's just. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm a weirdo and no one's ever been attracted to me before. That's not true. Cody, you may have not noticed. I'm going to pretend I'm a stranger and we will (laughs) eye fuck each other Um, from across the hall. I would love that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so when this happens, um, I did notice that Dawson was giving a lot of weird looks and I couldn't tell if he was confused or jealous. Yeah, I think a mix, because, mixture. Because yeah. he was like, "Do you know him? Who is that?" Like, yeah, right. he he seemed curious and confused, but also kind of jealous. So yeah, I don't think he's confused. I thought it was interesting because you know he want he wants Joy to have this like fantasy, this kind of like he wants her to have a romance or something. But then in that moment that he sees it, he I think he's a little bit jealous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was such a cinematic moment. I was like, he wouldn't. He knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I also was picking up on like how um, mean Joey and Pacey are to each other, like yeah. in yes. every interaction. They hate each That's other. what I've seen. But it also time. gave me that. Friends? It gave me that vibe of like when you're when you like someone, yes. you like tease yes. someone because it definitely just yeah, felt she like she calls him a butt plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. butt plug. You butt plug. Yeah. Because Pacey starts talking also, to the hot new stranger and saying, This young woman finds you very attractive or something like that. When whatever incel speak Pacey has. Mm-hmm. And Joey shouts over him, You <clears> butt plug. <throat> yeah. And he calls her a serving lunch. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Cool. But I agree. I think that I feel like later down the line, there's going to be something between them. That sucks. Poor yeah. Joey. Yeah, right. Okay, well, should we yeah, keep, next oh, scene. keep moving? Yeah, so we're at the locker room and they're shooting a sequence and we see Dawson and he's like in action as a PA and Jen shows up and it looks like she was just, I don't know, plopped out of like the ether in a cheerleading outfit and so it's revealed that she's going to be uh, part of this film and she's cast in a bit part and I just want to say... For me, being a Cliff fan, Jen does confirm here that Cliff is a nice guy. Yeah. How, <laughs> Go how Cliff. Does, how does Jen confirm that? What does she say? She does? says, Cliff is a nice oh, guy. Oh, right, right. Because Dawson says, was there a cast or was there a couch involved yeah. or something? And right, then yeah. Jen says Again, that, being a yeah. gross piece of shit. Yeah, because Dawson is a 
disgusting mm-hmm. yeah. guy. Yeah, this is, though, to <laughs> your point, not to undermine your your love of Cliff, this is the first time we get to see Cliff actually be an asshole because he intentionally calls Dawson David. Right, yeah, that's true. yeah. Yeah. We know that you know his name is Dawson. You're in a fucking class with him, for God's sake. And then the little smirk that he gives Dawson as he's walking away with Jen, which, again, we saw this whole interaction happen at the dance. So this is the one time where I'm like, okay, Cliff, you're actually kind of being a prick here. <laughs> again, mm-hmm. walk a mile in Cliff's shoes. <laughs> he, he took Jen out on a date, and then this scraggly, squirrely uh, incel runs up during the dance and goes, she's my trophy wife. And you'd be like, who are I you? I would like some time with the object of my affection, sir. Manly, please walk Yeah, I'd away. be calling him David for the rest of high school. <laughs> also, I noticed we had another uh, Dawson crafting moment. Where in the previous episode, he was crafting the head of Joey. And the first thing we see in this scene is he's putting stickers on helmets, Mm -hmm. like in the uh, some polka dot pattern. I don't really know. I mean, is that like helmets of glory? What are the polka dots for? Uh, Is that a filming thing? No, it's for when I, uh, when you play football for every win or any achievement, you put a sticker on your helmet. Oh, that makes total sense. And I like that. Shows how much I knew about. Being a big boy yeah. jock. I was a big boy jock. I played football for two years. <laughs> How many stickers did you have on your helmet? Absolutely none. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this this whole sequence is really short because then it goes mm-hmm. back. And this is where we're going to get like a back and forth for the rest of the episode, really, where it's right. like a couple locations that we're going to totally. be returning yeah. to. So we're back in the, the literary class and... Pacey kind of starts flirting with Miss Jacobs again about what she was like in high school and if they would have dated. <laughs> and she's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, because you're a fucking incel. Yeah. And um, this is where, oh, God, I, I don't even want to say this out loud, but Miss Jacobs forms a plan to say, like, here, like, I'm going to actually help you with your homework, even though, like, you thought you were coming here to have sex. But if you do good with your little study quizzing that we're going to do right now, maybe you'll get a little treat. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, look, positive reinforcement could mean anything, right? Like I worked at a dog hotel. I worked in the dog parks. Part of my job was helping train dogs. I worked with our dog trainers. Sometimes positive reinforcement is just getting a little treat. You know, here you go. Here's a little biscuit. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it's, Hey, I'm going to let you go pee outside. Cool. You're not gonna have to pee in like the little pee spot. Um, but I feel like, yeah, (laughs) Pacey needs to go pee outside on a tree. But I feel like when you are a teacher who has already kissed your student, um, positive reinforcement has one very clear Mm -hmm. meaning and it's not extra credit. (laughs) It is not extra credit. It is not, he's not going to get a little biscuit. All right. He's, gonna get yeah. a little biscuit if you know what i mean but it's not the kind i mean yeah i hated this uh, i dissociated after in the middle of the scene and just i am getting to the point now where whenever i see the two of them on screen mm-hmm. i'm just like don't watch this and again too i'm like it'll you know this comes later but she's like oh well i was just kind of bluffing about doing sexual favors but when your entire relationship in the show has been set up to do this uh, yeah, it, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's clearly like, I don't know, it fucking sucks. Also, this is finally the return of Pacey's seductive voice, which is my least favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Would you oh, yeah. like this? <laughs> <laughs> Would you date in me? <laughs> I don't know what, like, what notes he got 
from the yeah, director. Right? It's like, yeah, be sexy, be seductive. Okay, I'll talk like this. Speaking about <laughs> notes from the director and notes in general for uh, Joshua Jackson, the actor who plays Pacey, I feel like in between episode two and episode three, they definitely were like, oh, hey, Pacey, we actually want you to have two eyebrows, so we're going to tweeze this <laughs> unibrow because he doesn't have a unibrow anymore yeah. in episode well, I three. I, don't know if I didn't even notice yeah, that. He's got, mm-hmm. he's got two eyebrows mm-hmm. now. Okay. So Good for him. Definitely got some, uh, some, you know, some poor hair and makeup person in there to just pluck the shit out of that before before this episode starts but it i think this episode raises an interesting question that i would like us all to consider which is what were you guys like in high school i'm genuinely curious to know i i know what mallory was like in high school because we've talked about this quite a bit but i want to know what stella and cody were like in high school what were you guys like okay so i um it's weird. I went to a very small school that was filled with a lot of really wealthy, preppy people. And so my freshman year, I would say in middle school before I went there, and then my freshman year of high school, I was very like like goth punk yeah. vibes. <laughs> and then I kind of adapted to like this preppy style and like tried to be like more preppy. Um, and I was lacrosse. Yeah. Lacoste. Lacrosse. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did I play lacrosse? Yeah. No. no, Or did you wear lacrosse? I did wear, wear? I bought, I bought a a very expensive pair of lacrosse shoes to try and be cool. No, I played tennis. Did it work? I mean, so I, I was never like, one of those like quote unquote popular girls, but I was someone that was like friends with everyone. Right. And like, I, I was always like a very bubbly friendly person and just like, yeah, I felt like I had friends in all the, all the groups. And mm-hmm. um, I did, this doesn't mean a lot, but I do like to, to brag about it. Um, I was prom queen senior oh, year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey-o. Wow. Okay. I'm undressing you with my eyes right now. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. That tells me a lot about you, Stella. <laughs> that explains so much. That's why you're always wearing that tiara. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I know. I can't put it down. <laughs> Cody, what were you like in high school? You know, I was an insufferable <laughs> neckbeard. I was the worst. It is a miracle that I, I had friends or that I'm not dead. It, I mean, yeah, I was extremely obnoxious. Uh, I loved my nerdy, dumb shit. I did horrible in school. I was a class clown. I am everything you thought and more. <laughs> See, I wouldn't, exp- I don't know that I would have thought that. I really do- I really thought that you would probably just be like a nerdy little guy. I didn't think that you would be. I was a nerdy uh, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I don't think that I would have thought that you would have been um, a, a neckbeard. I was like proto neckbeard. Huh. I don't know. It was like before the neckbeard became the insignia. Like I would, ne- I would have never worn one of those Fedoras. hats. Yeah, I would have never worn a fedora. I didn't play like card games. Damn. I don't know. I was like, couldn't have been friends then. I was just, I don't know. I mean, I had a lot of friends, and I was, you know, I don't know. When I look, all I have is regret. Right. That's what I'll say. I feel like that's pretty universal. About well, maybe not for Stella since she was the prom queen, but when I look back at my high school years, a lot of regret. Mallory, what were you like in high school? Um, I would say probably close to the athlete quote, if you were going to categorize me. Um, I played soccer 
freshman year and then was a track nerd. Um, I had a very close-knit group of friends. I was, like, super nerd track, like, not not really that popular. You know, I knew everybody, but I was pretty shy. Um, I was in yearbook and photography. Those were kind of my two Lots of extracurriculars. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That, I was a good student. It was an IB English. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So. That's, I mean, I can see that. Well, my dad was a lawyer, so I I had a good uh, editor at home. And <laughs> yeah, I was a good writer. <laughs> Me too. My, so, my, yeah. my dad was not a lawyer, but my dad was yeah. a writer. So, so he good. like always was editing my stuff. So always helpful. Was so nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I, in high school, I was... A kind of, it seems like aside from you, Mallory, I'm going to exclude you. You're out of the circle. Um, I was kind of friends with a lot of people as well. Like I kind of didn't really have necessarily one defined friend group. I tried to kind of like be friends with everybody as much as I could, but I was into musical theater. That was like my, our core friend group was all the musical theater nerds. And then I also played soccer. So I was kind of like this, I don't know, like jack of all trades. I just had like weird friends across the board, but I was also not popular whatsoever. I was super nerdy. Like I wore girl jeans, had long hair and wore size small t-shirts. And it was like very much like the scene kid, you know, oh, yeah. that didn't quite fit in. And like, you know, this is early two thousands and especially where I grew up, there weren't a lot of people like that. Um, so I was very much like ridiculed and made fun of across everybody and bullied and and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. High school was not exactly a fun time. And, uh, it's funny to kind of see like this portrayal of high school life that, that doesn't feel (laughs) like (laughs) it, it does not resonate with my experience whatsoever. You know, I was not getting uh, promised sexual favors from my teachers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered something that says a lot about me. Do you do you remember on Facebook there was an anonymous quiz? Does anyone remember this? I don't think it, so. It was like an app that you could like put onto Facebook and you could vote on things Ooh. with people anonymously. And there was a positive one where it was like, you know, like, oh, like they're the nicest or whatever. But oh, there's sure. also a negative one. <laughs> and that brought a lot of drama, I remember, to people that I knew in my high school class. And I remember <laughs> I was voted out of my high school, the most annoying. Wow. Yeah. That's so sad. That is terrible. I yeah. Hate that. <laughs> but I read that one. Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> it makes sense to this day. At least you're self-aware enough to realize that. Yeah. Wait, I was, was this a Facebook clown during high school. Yeah. So you had Facebook during high school. Yeah. Huh? Because I feel like it was I like 2007. Have it until call, well, yeah, I guess it Facebook came up. out until, or the year I, Facebook was new the first year I was in college. Mm. You mean when it went public? It oh, went no. public. Yeah. Because yeah. you used to need an It was hot or not, email. you know, and then it turned yeah. into Facebook that like that year that I went into college. Yeah, I remember yeah. It, it was in my like junior year, maybe my senior year of high school when we found out about it. And it was, you know, at that point, everybody was on MySpace. That was mm-hmm. the cool shit. Yeah. Your yeah. top eight. Right. Yeah. You know, my top eight was all my favorite bands. And then the one girl that I liked <laughs> yeah. who didn't know I existed, <laughs> you know, but- she was in my top. Did eight you check sure. her page to see if she oh, put yeah, you in? Definitely. Top and I would, you know, ask her about her top eight, and yeah, she would just be like, "Who are you? Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> Do Wait, we? So without, <laughs> yeah, she yeah. didn't know about you, yeah. and you had her in your top eight. <laughs> of course, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, love that. I told you I was Dawson. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Like, <laughs> that is a Dawson move for sure. She was up on a pedestal. I would never talk to her because that would change the vision I had of this person, right? But Can we guess what Dawson's top eight on MySpace would look like? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it would be Steven yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, it would be like the friends, but then it would be Spielberg and then... Whoever his else. favorite editor is. Um, Pacey, Joey, Mike. Joey would... Pr- Jen. He's got to put Jen. Well, oh, Jen, Jen would be number yeah. one, yeah. Be yeah. There. Mm. Maybe the Toad and the Sprocket track <laughs> yes. would be the thing that plays oh, if you go to his page. Man. Oh, my gosh. God. I use my MySpace as my personal, like... Um, essay dumping ground i would just write like five page dissertations on whatever i was thinking and put it on my myspace wait do we know if there's a way to access our old myspaces i tried (laughs) i i tried last year couldn't couldn't find couldn't figure it out i tried to do like a password reset i know because i really want to find i want i like feel like it's probably the most like nostalgic cringy like oh my god i have to know (laughs) i can't (laughs) whenever i think about the you know gen z and tiktok and stuff like i am so glad we did not have that because having video evidence of what i thought was interesting as a teenager right burn it all if you are 15 right now and you use tiktok and you're putting your opinions on there like wipe it clean right yeah. now <laughs> if you're listening to this right now wipe it clean yeah. do not leave yes. a digital footprint because you will want to die set a calendar invite for like you know the day before you turn 18 and then just delete <laughs> everything or at least like the week before you go to college or i guess gap years are cool now so you know year you know just delete it before you actually make adult friends because you don't want that evidence there and i say that as somebody who has deleted my instagram feed like five times yeah it's just imagine like, <laughs> imagine if dawson had set up his live feed oh my God, for yeah. the gen kiss can you imagine oh, <laughs> oh yeah he went live on tiktok that? yeah <laughs> yeah Anyway, that's not Dawson's Creek related, so maybe we <laughs> Trying should... Trying to bring it back in there. <laughs> yeah, good job. That did remind me that we're recording a podcast about a TV show. Um, yeah, so what happens? Yeah, so, okay, so we're out of that, and we get back to the ice house, and this is where Joey is taking out the trash, and she, with her tiny little ears, picks up the beautiful sound of violin coming off of the waves of the creek. And she mm-hmm. walks down and she sees that sexy mystery man, Patrick Bateman lookalike, and he is playing a violin on a boat. Right. And this is where she tells him that her name is Deborah Carson. Deborah Carr. Carr. Yes, it is. Sin. Carson. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, they locked eyes, so they knew that the magic is in the air, yeah. and so he invites her out sailing. And he is clearly rich. He talks about how he's only in town for a little bit with his parents because they have some, like, antique. Yeah, business thing? he says they're antique hounds and they're looking for a chair yes. that Paul Revere once parked in, mm-hmm. which is like, what the fuck? Is, this is what rich people do? They just sail around looking for fancy chairs? It probably is. <laughs> like, also, there's three people living on that boat as they're sailing around and they're also hoping to bring back some fancy chair. It didn't really look like the biggest yacht I think it's to me. bigger underneath. Yeah. Usually they go... Farther down. But was it a yacht? That that was my question. Is it a all, sailboat? It's I not think a all sailboat. rich people boats are yachts. The yacht? Okay. So. so this is where I think I have a theory going into oh. this too. Uh, <laughs> I think this is all a facade as well. The the boat facade for Ma- Michael Anderson? Anderson, yeah. Michael <gasps> Anderson? Wait, do you think he... Anderson, Anderson Crawford? Crawford? 
Michael Anderson, yeah. I think you put Anderson Carpenter in there earlier, and I fixed it. It's Crawford, but it's all cool, the same. Yeah. It's all the same. It, of course, well, his name I, is I, Anderson you know, Crawford. I did that on purpose because this is all fake. Yeah, I think totally. That totally. he's a little sneaker, and oh. he wanted to look cool for her, so he is like stealing someone's boat. Yeah, I think he stole someone's boat. I like this. I mean, we don't see his parents. Yeah, we never see his parents. And interesting. Oh. We'll never know. But see, the only thing is he does know later on that Boulay has been yes. closed down. And yeah. but, but the reason he doesn't fucking do anything about it is because he is like also yeah. a ruse. So I think I'm gonna adopt your uh your theory here and weave it into my own, which is he's a lost boy. All right. He's a little oh. vampire child. <laughs> he he has just come out for his snack and he is like, Oh damn, you could be a cool vampire girl too. And that is why uh, we don't see his parents. He knows that this boat is available because he's a vampire. And in this universe, also, of course, vampires can be out in the sun. So we have to just kind of <laughs> excuse that. But, but yeah. I, I did like Joey's line, Gapad has a tattoo. <laughs> she called yeah. him a Gapad. That was great. This is where my initial point where everybody talks and sounds the same came from is this. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is our first time meeting this character. He sounds exactly like Dawson. Why is he talking exactly like Dawson, who also talks exactly like Pacey, who also talks exactly like every other character, right? He's like, oh, you know, he's like talking, talking, talking. Well, I'm doing all the sharing here, blah, blah, blah. And then Joey comes in and she's just got like this snarky fucking sarcastic answer. It's just like, why? Yeah, I was really surprised why? that she came off mean. Yeah, right away. Like, that's a he Dawson seemed, thing. He seemed nice. I thought he yeah. was kind of like, you know, I mean, at first, the first thing you hear out of his mouth is no applause, just send money. So at first you're right. like, what? Like, you know, you see Joey kind of like, huh? Mm-hmm. But then he's like, ah, just kidding. Like, and then he kind of come, he, to me, he came off as down more down to earth than you would expect someone who's from a rich family. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was trying to figure out like, why is Joey even like this guy? Because she's pretty grounded herself. Right. And you'd think that yeah. she wouldn't be interested, but then he kind of felt a little cool too. I, yeah. I think- I am just kind of like, how didn't he pick up on her body language and also the clothes that she's wearing? Like that she's not Deborah Carson, Carson, <laughs> Deborah Carson. She's not like the daddy didn't bring the chauffeur because mommy is the son sick or whatever the yeah. fuck she said. Like, <laughs> <I'm sick>. like <laughs> this she's- is so clearly a lie. And he's just like eating it up like, oh, cool. So you want to go sailing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I was like, he is either also lying or he's a serial killer. Right, yeah. Um, also, like, so quick for her to be like, yeah, I'll go on your sailing boat with yeah, you and sure. be isolated out in the yeah. ocean. Let's go to a remote desert, deserted island and yeah. play frisbee. This is interesting, though, because it's kind of the moment where she, I feel like she's taking Dawson's, you know, advice to heart and thinking, oh, okay, I'm, I am going to create oh, yeah. a fantasy for myself here. For sure. And, mm. yeah, I'll go on this date, you know. And I was wondering, it... it, it did this start in her head because he didn't get her bit about the chauffeur? Like, I couldn't tell if she was doing right. a bit or not. Right. So when she yeah. says the chauffeur thing, was he just dumb and didn't pick up on it? And so oh, she's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he's, goes, oh, shit, now I have to pretend? Right. Or is it her being like, well, I'm going to use this to my advantage and keep going with this? No, I think she. it was purposeful on her part, and he, like, believed her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind of felt like she got in over her head yeah. to, yeah. to both so your too. points. Like yeah. she made something, he took it seriously. And then she didn't want to be like, wait, no, was, no, yeah. that's, I don't have a chauffeur. Mommy isn't a sunsick. Daddy yeah. isn't a, a, a boatman. Like, <laughs> uh, Daddy isn't a boatman is my favorite Tom Wayne song. <laughs> uh, but okay, Joey, um, th- 
throughout this episode, whenever she refers to her mom, she says like mummy, mummy, mummy. Yeah. She yeah, she uses like weird yeah. things like mother, <laughs> mummy, mama. Like I don't know. It's just like okay, yeah, you clearly yeah. don't it's have the, a mom anymore. The, the, I think it's the lingo. Like she thinks that's what rich people say. So yeah. she's yeah. like, it's yeah, the ultimate mother, rich person you know, move to call somebody mother. Yeah. Somebody? No, to call your 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 mother, mother mother or to call them by their first name. You know, what that, do you think? that was like right. What do you think Grimes and Elon Musk make their kids call them? <laughs> Zebulon. <laughs> Super Prime Alpha operating system father. <laughs> Genetic material donator. <laughs> Grimes, if you're listening, fuck you. Right in. Oh, oh, oh whoops. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just holding off because I don't want to talk about the next fucking scene because we're going back to Pacey being in English lit class and she is quizzing him on Ethan Frome. He nails the first two questions, but then on the third one, which is more complicated, uh, his brain fizzles out. And I mean, it's a pretty quick scene. I don't know. Did yeah. anyone gather anything from this? Uh, no, not really. I mean, no, the final question was, why do you think Ethan had such a strong sense of duty? <laughs> so... Yeah, she but, said the word duty. I laughed. Duty. We all laughed. Yeah. But clearly um, her um, using the uh, positive reinforcement was good motivation for him because yep. he he aced those first two questions and then we yeah. later see him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also kind of like two softball questions and then an totally. essay question. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is this yeah. quiz structure? Yeah. It, it made me, it made me really color? nostalgic for high school. Yeah. Also, like did anyone questions? notice he's playing, he's like answering like Jeopardy. Yeah. What, what is? is? Yeah. Yeah. We get out of that and we get back to the locker room film shoot and this is, so we already kind of talked about this, but Nelly confronts Dawson because he's talking while they're shooting a movie yeah. and uh, I mean, yeah, we learned that the reason she's so upset is because her and the rest of the class had spent the entire summer making this incredible <laughs> masterpiece and right. he had nothing to do with it. And now he's here and he thinks that he knows more than everyone, which I mean, he does know more than everyone when it comes to structuring a script. But that, I mean, that's real. I mean, like I understand her plight. I understand sure. why she's annoyed with him, but she's coming on way too hot. Yeah. She's so angry. Mm-hmm. And it was also weird that like everyone stopped the shoot to just listen yeah. to them argue. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm yeah, very embarrassing. She said that I thought it was interesting that she she was blaming him for interrupting the scene, but she's the one. She I feel like she's the one that kind of led led on that yeah, <laughs> interruption. He was like pretty quiet. Like I yeah. So he wasn't too. he was kind of whispering. And you if know. you watch Cliff in the background giving his rousing pre-game pep talk about, you know, smacking helmets or whatever it is that he's he's mm-hmm. talking about, he doesn't actually get distracted until Nelly starts talking. So if anybody interrupts the scene, it's actually Nelly who does it. But I feel like he also ended the scene and then we hear Nelly. No, he calls cut. Oh, he called, oh okay. He okay. calls cut because, no. you know, this is he there this whole thing is happening in the background, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just thought this was a very strange, like, I get it. Dawson hates this movie. He thinks it sucks. He doesn't want to be there. Also, you have you have to be there. It's the school project. So it's why so, are you sabotaging? Like, it? he yeah. wants this credit. Right. Like, right. It'll yeah. look good in the long run. So right. Like, why? Yeah. And he, sense. like, acknowledged that he, like, he was like, I have to do this PA thing and then I'll get into the class. So it's right. like, it's like he has the want to, like, do mm-hmm. well. Like, right. just. What do we, we also dude? see Jen um, kind right. of in the background looking like she's feeling bad for Dawson for being yelled at. Yeah, initially so. I really thought that that 
Cliff was going to tear into Nelly. I thought we were going to get a yeah. good guy Cliff moment and he was going to tear into Nelly and be like, hey, Dawson actually, you know, regardless of what just happened, right? He doesn't hear what Dawson is saying, but I thought he was going to do that. Instead, he's just like, okay, cool. They got that shit taken care of. Let's take it again. And you get the classic. Every time that a film is being shot in a in a TV show or a piece of media, you know, you fucking know you're going to hear, all right, everybody, back to one. At some point, it has to happen. And sure enough, we get it, and I loved it. But yeah, I thought that like this was strange. I want to know what you guys thought about Dawson's latent homophobia when he when when he's like you know he's saying his little snarky quips and he's like everybody under the shower because i like to watch and something oh oh, yeah right yeah very strange little line to throw in there i mean i wonder if that was a like a like studio note to throw in that but i thought that that was really weird and didn't quite jive with what we know of dawson who's a fairly accepting character you know he like seems to be pretty open and stuff, but I don't know. It was really yeah. weird. And again, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 yeah. wrote this episode, so we don't <laughs> know what, you know. Yeah. All right, so well, we smash cut to uh, <laughs> Pacey answering Miss Jacob's question with um, this just sucks. Like, he answers it, and she's like, okay, and then He's like, okay, I want my sexual favor now. And she goes, no, we can't do that. And then she plays reverse psychologist because she remembers that he's a moron and he'll fall for it. And so she's like, okay, let's do it right here and there. Let's let's have a, a sex party on this table. And he's like, well, no, I don't want to do it. And then it's finally revealed that he says he's a virgin and he's, you knew that, you knew that. And You know and that I am. You know that yeah, I am and it's so sad. And then it's like a, like, her face when he says that was fun because it's like a cold shower moment. <laughs> she goes, "Oh wait, you're a baby," you're right. and she's uh, she wakes up and she's like, uh, "Get out of here!" Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just I don't understand. I've said I don't understand. <laughs> I think every single time we talk about Pacey and Miss Jacobs because the way that he's treating, like they both know that this is just like some weird fling with a lot of sexual energy, but he treats it like they're a romantic couple that is like going through like a big fight. And so him Mm -hmm. being like, you know, the way that the scene ends is him leaving the room. It just felt like, I don't know, (laughs) scenes from a marriage. Like we're watching like a, like some big drama about like a married couple, but it's a 15 year old and a 40 year old. I hate all of it. And like, what was she like, what was her goal? Like, was her goal to get him to back down with that? Like, what was know. she, like, what if he was like, all right, like. I feel like she is definitely calling his bluff, but at the same time, she knew that this was the end result yeah, of it what, so no it, yeah. it, this is like one of many moments in this episode where I'm just like, what is going like? Yeah. And I don't know if it is um, things getting cut or, I just think it's a really poorly paced episode in general. And I I can't tell if maybe some of these scenes, like they're individual now and like the cut that we saw of it. But I wonder if at any point it was just a very long sequence. I feel like that would have flowed better maybe to like get from point A to point B. But here it just seems really jumbled. And it seems like character motivations are kind of like falling apart because we're cutting away and coming back. Right. I don't really know. I mean, it's just confusing in general. It's yeah. always been this way with them. 
Well, we get over here, and so it's like, I think this is the next day. I don't know. The time in this episode is also yeah. really strange. Uh, yeah, totally. Next day, next weekend, who who knows? But so we're back at the sailing docks, and Joey arrives for her date. And I love this. I noticed that she is pretty much wearing the exact same outfit, yep. but she mm-hmm. had lipstick on, yep. which yes. means that she learned from her sister. And she braided her hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I love, she, he like compliments her pretty hard. Yeah. He's like, oh, you look amazing. Yeah. Actually, she had a, it was a very, yeah, she was wearing like a silk uh, button up blouse so that it was, she definitely like tried for this date, I think. In, in 90s, but again, uh, in, in like she, 90s fashion, she. I don't know enough about for 90s a boat fashion. Date, for for but, like a casual boat date, she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Is she, this a rich, widow, rich person that wore this uh, in yeah, the Yeah, I think so. And then this crop top, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Huh. I don't get it. Fuck it. It's okay. <laughs> it's like boat chic yeah yeah i guess well remember she's like the girl next door casual already so so this is like her version of like dressing up for a casual date it's kind of like also yeah. when rich people dress like poor people because it's cool exactly <laughs> yeah i don't know this is where joey deborah is her, her alter ego which is like the it's a really cool alter ego name she like untie or no, she brings the the little boat that they drag behind the big boat. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone knows you always bring <laughs> a tiny boat? boat for a big yeah. boat. Because they use that boat, your to, landing boat. To, yeah. to get to the beach. Yeah, yeah. they anchor the yeah. yacht out in the water and then right. they bring in the little Peter Patter boat yeah. to the beach. But um when when they're doing that, he is laying it on so thick. I don't know if you guys remember that, but his mm-hmm. face is like millimeters yes. from hers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes. dude. Yeah chill yeah, all bit. of this is really scary i guess like people must have been more trusting in the 90s because this is I don't, you don't even know who this guy is yeah i don't know this this kind of this this and the next two scenes really kind of just like slide all together in my mind mm-hmm. so yeah I'll, I'll i'll save the rest of my my conversation for when we get into this but but going into the um the montage that it does like this felt like this was a scene that they were like this doesn't work anymore so we're gonna turn yeah. it into a yeah montage. totally yeah. i agree because they were puts, talking and then, yeah, yeah they put yeah, music can, over yeah yeah, that song is "The Right Place" by Eddie Reader or Redder. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but that Eddie was, reached out to us. Yeah, Eddie reached out to us. I'm so sorry. E D D I, no E on this one. So hey, <laughs> you're very stylistic. Um, th- but did anybody notice the boat's name is? It's, it's bells. bells. No is bells. That, I thought. Or is oh, it I wrote down. Yeah, I wrote down. I wrote down Bell B L. Uh oh. E E L L E, and then it said Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes. So, which is where this is filmed? Yep. As we know, it's filmed in somewhere in North Carolina. I don't know if it's Wilmington, but that was the one thing that, for me, kind of, I felt like was a little bit of a production mistake. They probably should have, oh yeah, fixed that to be re- related to where his family says they're from. I thought they said they're from Massachusetts or something like that. So why do they have a boat that's from Wilmington, North Carolina, which is also where we're shooting in. Yeah. It felt like yeah. this this kind of like oversight that probably nobody ever thought about in that. Totally. In that well, maybe like it goes along with the, LA or exactly. something. It's just it, like, wait, I thought we were in Massachusetts. Maybe it's because he stole the boat. Hey, okay. <laughs> he is a lost boy. <laughs> Again. It's going to be like a let the right one in. <laughs> but then we get to the beach and this is where I feel like the... Um, <laughs> things get really weird. I don't know. They're just playing Frisbee. <laughs> she just continues the, this narrative. Yeah. This, you know, lie about herself. Yeah, she's just getting herself deeper and yeah. deeper into this. Everything that's shot on the beach feels like a Tommy Wiseau movie. Like, <laughs> like the dialogue is super weird. Uh-huh. Their interactions are super weird. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, like it will come back to it, but later on they, you know, they're talking about conspiracy yes. theories, yeah. the way that she crawls towards the Frisbee on the ground, the way they're giggling and tackling each yeah. other. It, all of it seems off. Right. Like maybe this is a dream. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a nightmare, I think, because like <laughs> my idea of a cool romantic boat date isn't basically just like, hey, you want to do something we could do here, but there? <laughs> What do you think Joey's endgame also is with all of her bullshit? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think she, I think she knows mm. that like he's going to be there briefly and. Yep. One night only. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I just remembered that like when the first time we see Anderson, when they're at the restaurant, Pacey, you know, notices that Joey's like looking at him and he says something like, Oh, like, rich guys don't go for right. waitresses. Mm-hmm. Server, yeah. 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 So I think she, you know, wants to be appealing to him and yeah, it's it. safe for her because he's leaving and yeah. right. she can, you know, create this fantasy and try, Michael. try out what, I don't know. I feel like she's like trying what Dawson's, you know, been doing kind yeah, of like, but I almost feel like she's doing that unintentionally. I don't think I don't she's know. doing it intentionally. I feel yeah. like if she's doing anything intentionally, it's like getting back at Dawson is like, yeah. you know, because she's got these feelings that are unrequited from Dawson. So maybe she's doing this. That so is you think really she's my unintentionally continuing this lie. Oh no, no. Oh. I think that she definitely isn't, is intentionally continuing this lie. I mean more, I don't think she was intentionally thinking I'm going to try out this movie as real. Life. Oh no, that's not what yeah. I mean. I just okay. mean like, I think maybe that's kind of where she's I, going. like, if she wasn't friends with Dawson, would she be going this far and using movie references? And like, right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I mean, a part of me too is like, I read it more as like, she's using this facade to get with him because she thinks this is what he'll like to hear. And, mm-hmm. but also I feel like she's afraid to be vulnerable and talk Definitely. about her, her, her like awkward family yeah. right now because it is, you know, pretty strange for her to have a dad in prison her mom had passed so yeah i don't know and i think it's this scene is interesting because anderson kind of catches on to to something he tells her she's very hands-off and asks if she has a boyfriend or he i feel like he knows there's something that that she's not telling him yeah he's not an idiot like he's definitely picking up on something and i think it is kind of an interesting look at at jen sorry at joey in that she cannot real. She can't interact with people. Seemingly, she can't interact with people outside of her circle authentically. Mm, she has yeah. to have a cover, mm-hmm. right? She has to be embodying a character in order for her to talk to this person. She's not confident in herself and in, in, enough to be able to be herself to this person who she is interested in, right? Yeah. She is. We see it in that very first interaction. So I don't know. I I, I think it's kind of it's it's sad. You know, it is kind of sad for me to think about her character in this, in this scene specifically in this, in in this, it's her first kiss, you know, and how does she get it kind of through manipulation and lies. Wait, is this her first kiss in general? That we know. I think so. I'm pretty sure because. I mean, who else would she have kissed? I guess they haven't really, they they didn't say it outright, but like, I kind of assumed it was. Because yeah. like Dawson and Dawson's getting kissing instructions from his dad yeah, 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 in the yeah, previous yeah. episode, okay. all that kind of stuff feels like all of them are kind of in the same timeline also, and trajectory. Yeah. Also, Pacey mentions like, "Oh, is this the first time that Joey's noticing the opposite sex?" So Ooh, I right. feel like got uh, it. Okay, you know, yeah, she probably hasn't. 
it's sad. I, I don't know. I feel just kind of like sad for her. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait for when um, this character comes back and we find out that Anderson is a serial killer. And the reason that he didn't murder Joey is because he thought that she was actually rich and had too many <laughs> connections that he wouldn't be able to get away with it. Right. And she's like, oh, thank God I made that. Yeah. That whole thing up. Well, he is a vampire, so she he he's knows that <laughs> she's, she's exactly she's got the uh, the connections on with the East Coast vampire mafia. So my rap group. Anyway, um, we're going to take our second break. So please enjoy these messages from the East Coast vampire mafia. And we will see you on the other side. for listening it means the world to us if you are enjoying our wet and wild show please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode if you've already subscribed we would love for you to give us a rating it only takes a few seconds and can make a huge difference in helping us grow all right folks back to the show and we're back uh, back to the football field, that is, because we're doing the shoot, and Nellie complains about the camera person whose technique for doing a tracking shot is shaking a camera, which is oh. just bonkers to me that, like, like, no, they said they, they storyboarded this in the last episode, but like, you'd think that's like, okay, if this is the planned shot, we're going to, like, Talk actually figure out how to do it technically other than some kid throwing a camera around, uh, and like Dawson is like seeing this happen. He clearly knows like, oh, there's a way to get past this, but Nellie's not having any of it. So she just sends him off on an errand. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Go pick up some more film from the film lab. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doggy Dawson. Doggy Dawson. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone have anything to say about this tiny sequence? Well, just, uh, I mean, just that like she, sorry. Uh-huh. That, um, It's like, she's, it's just annoying that she's just like, is, you know, supposedly, passionate about this project that she spent a bunch of time on but she doesn't want any feet Mm -hmm. like i get that dawson's like not technically like a part of it but still like yeah i don't know he's trying to be helpful and she's just like shut up she's (laughs) yeah i don't understand i feel like something was cut out like there's a reason that she really really hates dawson you know like well, yeah, that's kind of what he gets he to says in that, that, yeah. that locker room me? scene, right? That we 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 didn't talk about, but yeah, he he mentions I that. Guess like, he's why do you too. hate me? When yeah. did this happen? Mm-hmm. What yeah. did I do? Her explanation yeah. is not enough. Just no. to be like, you no. weren't there when we thought of this. It's like, so what? He has ideas that are going to make this better. Yeah, and, it's yeah. gatekeeping before gatekeeping mm-hmm. was known. Yeah. Is basically what her whole stance is. Well, I deserve to be here, and you don't. So I'm going to make sure you don't have any meaningful impact on this. It's kind of like. Cool. But well, yeah, I think it's just like her her character, her bossy. Like she's so bossy. That's like well, she's just that. It's also weird too because like at the movie store in episode one, they Nelly, they being Nelly and Dawson, like Dawson sticks up for Nelly. Dawson gives right, Nelly yeah. the answer she's looking for. They seem to have a positive relationship, and then all of a sudden here, Nelly is being a total fucking yeah. Like, they, I didn't like the epileptic epileptic thing they could have kept that yeah. out oh yeah <laughs> but it was the bit. 90s I, baby. I know you exactly. have to call come on yeah. exactly. i did have a question how so how heavy are those handheld cameras i don't know i didn't know what that know? kind of camera was oh, my okay. cameras have been heavy forever yeah so. i mean yeah. yeah imagine so why would you just have someone running backwards yeah <laughs> i i do love the dialogue that's happening with those two football players in that scene <laughs> yeah. it's, kinda, it's like they're shooting a porn movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dialogue's crazy 
Yeah, it's great. But I, I mean, yeah, the the scene is kind of just like, okay, so it's just an example. This the only reason this scene exists is to make Nelly out to be a bad character to make her mean, and to make Dawson the victim. Like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's he's not being allowed to do what he is most good at, which is make movies. I'm frustrated about this because like Dawson is clearly right and he knows what like yeah. how to make this better, but I don't like that again we've talked about this like he's starting from the bottom and he's going to get to the top one day and this is a coming of age story but i wish we saw it's not interesting that we're being introduced to this character who's already an expert at everything that he enjoys and he's like he's just knowledgeable right. about everything i wish we would see the process of him like getting interested in film and then learning about mm-hmm. it rather than just him being good at everything. Cause it's not a very interesting thing yeah. to see someone already good at something. Right. Like yeah. how does he know that this is the way to do it? It would be Did cool you, to see yeah. him do like a Sherlock style, like figuring out how to make right. this, this shot work instead of yeah. being like, I know what to do. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like if Pacey wasn't there with the wheelchair later for him to figure out how to doing tr- a okay. tracking shot, uh, like it would have been cool for him to figure out like, oh, how could this be smooth? Right. Like mm-hmm. there's gotta be something more to this other than yeah. him just being the best. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And everyone having to applaud and worship him later. And maybe that's why <laughs> Nellie is annoyed because she's like, Well, why should we listen to you? Like, how do you how, how do we know that you know what you're talking about? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's a smooth transition to <laughs> Dawson going on his run and he yeah. and again Jen is just dropped off <laughs> into the scene. <laughs> and uh and it's kind of cute because he's like, why are you here anyways? Because you know this movie is stupid. And she says, duh, because you're here. And Is that uh, really why she's there? <laughs> well, this is going to be her big film breakout. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't really know. Cause I don't they, believe her. No, because I don't believe her because she originally, she was trying to play it cool with Dawson and yeah. she was holding back and... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The motivations of all these characters really fell. Well, it's confusing. I mean, unless their relationship, I wrote in my notes when I was writing this, like, man, their relation, the the dance that they had on the docks has really impacted their relationship Mm -hmm. because they went from like a somewhat flirty platonic relationship in the previous two episodes to they are very flirty, basically committed Mm -hmm. to each other. Like she is saying, the only reason I'm here is you why where did this come from out of nowhere it it feels really strange especially when she i don't know it she went to the dance with cliff so you're telling me that there's no she's not there because cliff asked her like i don't know i don't know i feel like some part of her is there also because either she's friends with cliff or she still likes cliff yeah, thematically, I feel like we're watching these episodes out of order. <laughs> it's funny because when we watched the first pilot, we all kind of guessed like, oh, how, you know, where is this show going to go? And we we were all shooting like the season finale is when they're right. going to figure this out or yeah. that out. But it's like, no, episode two, episode yeah. three, like we're burning through this. So I can't even imagine where this yeah. show goes. Well, I mean, juxtapose this scene where Jen is saying, the only reason I'm here is you, duh to last episode where she totally ignores Dawson and Joey in the hallway after flirting with, or not really flirting, but, but like more or less being asked out by cliff. It's just like, there is a massive tonal there. there, There's a huge gap between those two scenes that we do not see accounted for aside from them having a really awkward dance on the dock where more, more than anything, Jen is pissed off at Dawson for being Mm. too pushy. (laughs) That's the whole point of that scene is you're being too pushy. 
Yeah. But at least like from what we get out of this scene is that they're, they've agreed like we're going to hang out after the shoot. So it's like, right. mm-hmm. like they're really telling us like, yeah, they're, they're, you know, like they're, they're you know, no buts about it. This is a relationship forming. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for them. We're not going to give you any context, but this no. is this is what it is. Good for them. Yeah, but I'm really excited because we get out of this and we get back to the beach, and <laughs> this this opening is uh, explaining the JFK assassination <laughs> conspiracy theory. And yeah, like again, like I'm I'm saying Tommy Wiseau wrote this because the dialogue is so bananas. The way that they flirt with each other with talking about JFK and then she, her, the conspiracy that she wants to talk about is how alien ships blow up cities. Right. <laughs> which is, uh, like, I could say, like, UFOs, like, that's a conspiracy, but I don't really understand, like, they explode cities. Yeah, no, you know. They destroy cities, sorry, explode cities. I'm they tired. Ex- they explode them. <laughs> they explode the cities. Uh, and then she, like, turns back, sees the Frisbee, and then just starts running for it. Man, I yeah. love all of this. Yeah. This tackles her. It's so sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> this moment uh, when they were discussing the Kennedy assassination took me straight back to high school. Um, yes. Truly, because I had a history professor who was obsessed with the Kennedy assassination, and oh, we had to study, like, for half a year all of the conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Yes. We watched the Zapruder film. We read the Warren oh. Commission. Like, we had to, like, debate. Uh, about like all the different conspiracies. So this moment for me was like actually realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, huh, how and funny. Mal and I actually did visit the book depository we did. in Whoa. Dallas, yes, Texas. Yes, yes, we've seen the grassy knoll. So this is something that's co- continued on yeah. for the rest of Mal's life. She is a <laughs> really has. JFK <laughs> conspiracy theory. Yeah, and uh, in fact, I think I forgot about that moment of high school until this scene <laughs> <laughs> where I was like, wow. What a weird this thing to teach in high school. Oh, right. he was he's obsessed. Theory. Oh, we, yeah. Like all, all of the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Do you That's think that cat. teacher went on to believe like 9-11 conspiracy theories? I wonder. I wonder. Get fuel Flat Earther. Yeah. Do you think if the show was made now, so it'd be odd. about like, instead of the JFK assassination? Well, what like, would be the conspiracies yeah, like, now? And that's why, yeah. uh, Joey, the Nine Earth is flat. <laughs> be Q theorists. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in in my high school, we did talk about the JFK assassination conspiracies, but it was more of like a critical thinking exercise mm. to be like, mm-hmm. there are people who believe all sorts of things about this. So like get familiarized with them right. because at, at some point in your life, my U.S. history teacher was fucking awesome. Well, that's kind of what it was. Yeah. I love you. You're great. I TA'd for her class in my senior year of high school and she just let me take it off all the time. Just go have lunch somewhere, oh, yeah. leave campus. That's it was cool. fucking awesome. I loved her. Um, anyway, she was great, but uh, yeah, that's well. It was it was critical thinking, definitely, because we all you know everyone had to kind of like choose a, a theory that they thought was that's fun. What you know was the way it went, and then we debate about it. But it, yeah, did you guys watch obsessed. the? Uh, we watched the Zapruder film. Right. Yeah, I remember we probably did too, and- seven times, like. A lot. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Seeing a, a president yeah. get assassinated in school is like, that's a pretty weird thing. <laughs> I think we also probably watch scenes from the JFK movie yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's fun. I think it's really romantic though. I mean, yeah. like if I was on a first date with somebody and we were talking about the ways JFK would be, was, was killed, I would definitely like want to kiss that person. <laughs> right. Don't you all agree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So fuel doesn't melt steel beams. <laughs> Yeah, yes. that, that's I, so I weird. Liked, I like that this this almost kiss moment 
rolling in the sand was Look very reminiscent yeah. of uh, it was very reminiscent of the movie scene at the beginning, the From yes. Here to Eternity. Yes, yeah. true. That, yeah, that really... it's her her beach moment. She's rolling she in the can't. sand with this guy, but she yeah she doesn't. Um, no, I thought I I noticed that um, the like beach sequence and like the rolling in the sand was very um, mm-hmm. you know almost shot for shot of the that opening scene but um i thought it was i mean yeah joey is like lying and manipulating mm-hmm. to get to that point but it also felt like she ended up in this situation that was very like cinematic without really right. trying you yeah know? whereas like dawson is always like trying to like manufacture these like magical cinematic moments yeah, it's where almost joey right. just yeah. like fell into this definitely kind of, it's true it's almost like she wasn't like she was re- trying wasn't trying with this lie. Right. Yeah. But it's still yeah. work. It's like still working. But for it's her. also kind of like she is kind of playing the Hollywood woman in this, mm-hmm. in this, where like she has no agency or control over what's happening. Hey, yeah. do you want to go on a date where right. we're going to go sailing somewhere where you, you can't sail this boat? So I'm going to sail you somewhere and we're going to play for it. Like she yeah. has no control over any mm-hmm. of it. Right. So she can't really control any of it until she decides not to yeah. kiss. That's the one yeah. moment of agency that she really gets in this entire exchange um, with, yeah. with uh, whatever Michael Crawford, and maybe Anderson it's, Crawford. <laughs> maybe it's Anderson because Cooper. she <laughs> feels bad because in a previous scene he said that, you know, the, the quality he's looking for is honesty. And I think yeah. in that yeah. moment she's like, wait a second, I'm lying. I, I can't kiss that. this guy. I don't know. Like she cares. She kind of cares. So in every scene with Anderson Cooper, uh, <laughs> when whenever yeah. they talk about something and he clearly says something that triggers her and her lying, she makes a very like transparent face of yeah, like, right. oh Guilt. shit. Yeah. Like, uh, and you would think that plus how the scene ends with them talking about Cinderella and she's like, I'm not Cinderella. Mm-hmm. You'd think that he'd be like, Hey, do you want to talk about what is going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you so weird? Yeah. Like, this must be such an awkward date for him, but I guess, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't this is, care. He's I mean, he's leaving, he's, he's, leaving like, yeah. he's leaving the next day. He's leaving the next day. He doesn't care. Yeah, I find it, I like to imagine that after she says, I'm not Cinderella, they just sail back in silence. They're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, God, this God. must like, be a long, right? must like, have been a fuck? long ride back. Like I, like maybe they just debated more conspiracy theories. I love you, Rob Thomas. Matchbox Twenty is great, and yeah. your uh, part in Smooth is really good. But I don't understand your writing, Rob. When <laughs> you have this like big, like it's Bomb not even show. a reveal, but yeah. her being like, "I'm not Cinderella," and then we just expect that they didn't ever talk about that for the rest of the day. But also, like this does feel like Cinderella because she is like. Mm-hmm. A, a, yes. you know yeah. quote unquote like peasant whatever yeah and dressing up as peasant. like quote unquote <laughs> she <peasant>. is cinderella <laughs> <laughs> yeah. servant lady um you think yeah elon musk and grimes kids call us peasants <laughs> <laughs> mommy daddy the peasants were talking to me mommy do you have to perform for the peasants again <laughs> well we go back to the football field and god again like Dawson knows how to fix this, and Nelly is at this point screaming at him. And yeah. Cliff is just like, Jesus, Nelly. Like, I want to hear what he has to say. So at least, like, again, Cliff being the coolest, best, yeah. smartest person at the school gives him a shot because he's such a wonderful man. Yeah. And uh, and this is when Pacey rolls up in a stolen wheelchair. Uh, 
I wish we got some context <laughs> where this came from. I think it's a much bigger deal than them just having this prop. Uh, I think he stole this from an individual, and I would love to see that episode. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> they finally do the shot, and it works, and everyone applauds and worships Dawson. I was expecting them to put Dawson on the football player's shoulders and cheer yeah. for him as though he had won like the football game or something. But Give him a commemorative mm-hmm. helmet of yeah. glory. Yeah, I... Um, the only thing I have to say about this scene is Nellie. I don't know if you guys caught this. Nellie calls Cliff sweetie. sweetie. Yep. So mm, I wrote that down. Too. I know it's the nineties and we're in that kind of period. We're also in this kind of like timeless period where everybody calls each other like sweetie and honey and baby and, and stuff like that. But like it felt a little bit different. It To me, it felt like Nellie and Cliff mm-hmm. have history or something that's I don't what know. i thought it, what do you yes, guys think i didn't yeah? pick up on that i, I thought I she was kind of saying it kind of felt like a little like demeaning like uh, like a condescending hmm. yes. sweetie mm-hmm. yes yeah interesting I, okay sweetie I don't, yeah yeah kind of like how we talk to each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true i see this all the time <laughs> yeah i wrote down are they dating because of that i i, I don't know it was hard to tell if it was I and feel it, like how, if they were, they would, we would have gotten some out of the dance. I know, though. right? Some kind of drama well, there. Yeah, or Nelly true. and Jen would hate each other. Mm-hmm. We'd get some or it kind could have of happened yeah, after. You know, I just want to know the deleted scene where Pacey got the wheelchair. I'm really hung up on this, and I'm never going to let it down. If I were to ever meet anyone from this show, my only question would be like, "Excuse where? me, in season one, episode three, Pacey shows up with the wheelchair." <laughs> he also like he has it later when he's like cruising the hall exactly and it's like so Seems like it's his then like took it after <laughs> the scene and <laughs> i think he broke his leg last year right because look when i broke my leg my foot in uh in middle school i got some crutches mm-hmm. people really thought it was pretty cool but i had crutches and i had a foot cast I definitely brought those crutches out a couple times just to be like hey remember these these old things oh, yeah. hey so maybe he broke his leg, okay, and last year, and he got a lot of attention, and he was just feeling a little insecure that day. So he's like, you know what, I'm going to bring out that old wheelchair, just bring it around, see what people think. Well, I just remembered that, like, when we first see Pacey in it, Dawson immediately is like, hey, get out of that. So that kind of makes right. me think that, like, they were using it oh, yeah. on the set for something. Maybe they ran out of director chairs. Or when Cliff's character broke his arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. My arm. Get, Get me a wheelchair. wheelchair. I can't yeah. walk. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Since uh, the only media we ever get these days is just like nostalgia bait stuff, do you think we're going to get a Dawson's Creek prequel where we see like 12-year-old Pacey stealing wheelchairs? Yeah. This has like always been a character trait. It's going to be like the uh, Twin Peaks firewalk with me, but mm. we just get the deep lore on, on, <laughs> on Pacey's <laughs> obsession with wheelchairs. No humor, all darkness. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't it be so cool if like while we're in the midst of recapping this show they do a Dawson's Creek reboot oh Oh, that would be amazing they are 100% gonna do it and we go to number one on the iTunes podcast charts and all of a sudden everybody knows who Cody and Stella and Mallory are and I'm that annoying guy that's on the podcast (laughs) listeners give us five stars five big old big boys smash those stars smash those stars smash those stars (laughs) put that on a (laughs) t-shirt uh yeah, so they lift something up on the shoulders and everyone cheers. Go Dawson, wee, go Dawson. Wee. That scene then transitions into what was my personal favorite scene Agreed. of this episode. <laughs> so we're back at the ice house. And, oh, hello. Cat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my cat. Our uh, cat. 
Bessie is pissed at Joey for showing up late for her job, and we already have um, <laughs> we have Jen and Dawson, and they're already hanging out there. And who comes in but Anderson Cooper himself. <laughs> and so everyone has to do the classic like sitcom bait thing of being like, oh, this isn't Joey. This is uh, yeah. Deborah Carson. Deb. <laughs> yeah. Formally, yeah. Uh, yeah. Deb, not Deborah. And I just loved this. Like it felt like such a, like this is what I wanted yeah. this show to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I so agree. Fun. I love the like the. I loved Bodie's covering for mm-hmm. Joey, you know, as yeah. best yeah. as Bessie is like, Joey, Earth to Joey, please. And like, Bessie, please, God, can you not read this room at all? What's going on here? Only Bodie can read this and figure out that like something is going on here. I yeah. thought that was cute. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was weird that that Bodie, who is working in the kitchen, yeah. mm-hmm. picked that on up on what was going on. Bessie yep. did I, not. And right. then. Dawson didn't and Jen no. did. It was just like, yeah, I think, I think Dawson, Dawson knows. Knew, yeah. And he I wanted was, to ruin it. Yeah. Which is a, he did. He, he did. Genuinely confused. He was like, I don't know. No, maybe I not, think maybe he knows. Not. I yeah, think he knows. I agree though. Because I like, remember we see that in the previous scene where he's, where him and Pacey are there and they're like, who's that guy? Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you seen him before? And she's like, what guy? And Pacey says, the guy is breaking your neck. Like Dawson makes that connection then. Oh, Joey's interested in this guy. Now we see him come in, right? So like mm-hmm. Dawson knows what's going yeah. on, I feel like. And the only explanation in my mind for why he's doing that is because he's jealous. Mm-hmm. But why oh, is yeah. he jealous? Also, like they show right they at the toward the end of that scene, they show uh, their feet and Jen and um is yeah. Jen and Joey kick, kick Dawson. Yeah. So I feel like he knows. Because like they he know says he knows. The and Scrabble game, charade yeah. is a good seven Yeah, at that yeah. point it seemed clear like he yeah. right, yeah. He was purposely trying to He's like such a dick. But I, I agree yeah. on the Bodie. I we get a little bit of like I, I like that we kind of see that Bodie and Joey have a good relationship. Like she you know, it's he's her brother in law. Yeah. Like there are a few moments in this episode where they yeah. have a kind of connection and that's when cool they're joking to see. about yeah. how pregnant yeah, I like Bessie him. is and and stuff like that. Joey, sorry. Um, they, yeah. What's his name? Bodie. Bodie. Bodie and Joey. It's difficult to remember. But Bodie definitely seems like the cool brother-in-law. Yeah, totally. You know? yeah. He's like, cool, yeah. I yeah. bet they have fun in their cool house right on the creek that they paddle to work from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, they're, everyone's chemistry here is like a family yeah. unit. In yeah. this scene, uh, except for like Bessie was like just like angry because Joey wasn't doing her job. Right. But with right. this and the truck scene later on, like, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this is so much better than them, like, putting lipstick on each other and eating yeah. each other's yeah. orgasmic chili. It feels yeah. healthy and wholesome yeah. In, a, yeah. in a way that this show really hasn't felt at all up until this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. if we got a scene every episode where they're hanging out at the Ice House Diner, I would be fucking stoked. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know. It's still early on. The show hasn't grown the beard yet, so I'm sure, like... Everyone loves this show, so I hope we do get up to a point where, like, this show does become wholesome, fun, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and not just uh, horny people screaming. Yeah, I mean, this is our last time here in the Ice House Diner, so I'm going to bring this up now, but I just had watched um, I Know What You Did last summer, the, the week that we were watching this episode, and the Ice House Diner fits in so well with, with I Know What You Did last summer that I felt like I was back in watching that movie, you know? So um, I I really feel like we all need to go and and anybody out there listening to my voice, go and watch I Know What You Did Last Summer. It's on Netflix currently. There is a a location within 
um, within I Know What You Did Last Summer called Dawson's Beach. That's um, so which funny. I texted all of everybody, all the, the three other people in this podcast with me about that because it blew my mind. Like he had this kicking around in his mm-hmm. head for a while, but also he didn't quite have it nailed down because he <laughs> called it Austin's <laughs> beach. But yeah, I mean, it's just like that. I was expecting a man with a hook to come out and kill somebody at any moment in time. <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> God, please yeah. kill them. But yeah, I, I thought the scene was fun. Um, I thought, I don't know if anybody heard this, but Bodie has his own fat-free herb sauce. Yes. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. That he brings out. What yeah. Sounds weird. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that could be. And I also thought Anderson kind of seems like an asshole when he's talking to who he knows as Deborah's friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, yeah. You know, right. Deborah, the, the girl that I went out on a sailing with all day today. Like, he's like pissing on her, trying to mark his territory is how mm-hmm. it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys mm-hmm. thought about that. Yeah, I think he was... To me, it just seemed like he was confused. Like, do you know? Are are these your close friends, or are these just people yeah. you just met? I because you, yeah. I know you as Deborah, and yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting that Dawson was trying to torpedo yeah. it because, like, you would think that if he's good friends with Joey and he sees that, that he, up. yeah, he would just back her up in this moment. Like, oh, okay, like I'm gonna, you know, go along with this fantasy that she's created because I. You know, like that's like so his I MO. do that. Yeah. Right. Like, he's such a narcissist. It's it has to be like weird. his show and no one else's. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like anyone else succeeding. Yeah. But I don't I don't I feel like Anderson's like I guess he was a little defensive, but at he still was just like, okay, whatever, bye. Yeah. Like yeah. he didn't want to confront it at all no. because he's yeah. a serial killer and he didn't want to get caught. Well, he did say right. something like, What did I I must have walked into something or he said right. something he, like that yeah. where you're he, right, like, he does. He like senses that it's a weird, awkward yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could he not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Dawson is being such a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I've, yeah. I, you know, we, we are all coming to terms with the fact that Dawson is the worst character on this show somehow behind Pacey. And this, this scene kind of underscores it for me. It's just like, why are you such a prick? You are rubbing it in Jen's, sorry, in Joey's face that you are pursuing this relationship with Jen. And you're also not letting Joey have her own relationship at the same time. She needs to just be waiting in the wings for you. I don't know. It's just, he's yeah. just such a, he's a turd. He's, he's a, a big old turd. It would have been so much better as like a character beat for him to actually screw up the film shoot today to like make him grounded more. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's so, he's such a hothead. I hate it. It would have been cool to see him have, an idea that fails Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. he comes into that scene all down. And then that's why he acts out to Anderson about Joey versus Mm -hmm. he's on a high. He's about to go on this date with, with Jen and he still has to shit on Joey. You know, like he's having his cake and eating it too in this reality, but in, in a different reality, at least that would be a justifiable like lash out from his character that, but we don't get that. Yeah. It would have been also cool if like Nelly was the one to figure out like the wheelchair tracking shot idea or something. Yeah. Just to like give someone else something to cheer for and mm-hmm. be like, and mm-hmm. to make him be like, oh, maybe these people that I'm being extremely judgmental about actually know what they're doing too. Right. Yeah. At least have, give her a reason to be so like resistant to anybody else's ideas. Mm-hmm. When we write, when we write this <laughs> next season, the reboot of Dawson's <laughs> Creek, look out for these scenes because we're going to keep Pacey in, of course. He's definitely going to try to have sex with his teacher. But we're going to fix all this stuff. <laughs> what if they do a reboot and P- 
Casey's a teacher and he tries to save <laughs> one of his students. Joshua Love Jackson oh definitely, yes. he could play a teacher at this point yeah. in time. Yeah. He looks like a teacher. Oh my God. Okay. I want to actually talk about this for a little bit. Okay. So let's say they reboot Dawson's Creek and it's all of them grown up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it's going to be? Like, I imagine Dawson is a filmmaker and he's, Oh, he's the film teacher. And, oh, yes, he's the film, film teacher. teacher. Yes. Yeah. And he's trying to get the, okay. So they all end up as teachers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like Jen or Joey could, Joey could be Bessie, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Katie Holmes could be, well, except wait, would she, she might resist getting back into this, but she could be Bessie. She could be, I'm just thinking like a Twin Peaks, she owns the diner type thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like uh, I could see that plot line working out for her. I don't know who Jen would be though. I think we're too early on to make these predictions. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So never, Sorry. Never. Let's make these predictions later. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm couple not couple seasons to. in. <laughs> It's Re- now or never. Revisit. Yeah, Cody, see, Cody's see really excited. I don't know if you saw him. I, I, yeah. For those listening right now, my feet are jumping up and down yeah. in excitement. He turned into a little nine-year-old boy. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Here it is. All right. Here it is. Dawson is making Dawson's Creek, the Ooh. TV show. And he goes back to town. He comes from LA back to Cape Side. Uh-huh. And uh, Joey is still living there. And she resents him having left and so this is his way to yes. connect again with the town and Pacey's a teacher at the high school he never left either of course not and so while they're shooting Dawson's Creek within the meta of the show Pacey is sleeping with one of his students of and he's course. like oh, yeah. I did this when I was your age <laughs> how about how about he's a college professor sleeping with one of his students that'd be a little that better. might make right. it a little Let's bit more that. acceptable <laughs> but I agree and that, that also kind of fits in with the Kevin Williamson narrative it could then instead yeah. of being about Kevin Williamson's high school life it's then about his Hollywood life right yeah. his decision oh, to write God. Dawson's yes. Creek in the in the midst of being a Hollywood you know name right that could be kind of cool <laughs> that'd be like a whole nother meta layer on a meta product Warner Brothers, are you Hit hearing us, up. us yeah. baby? You are probably one of our three listeners, so I'm confident <laughs> Mr. you're hearing Warner. Us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, let's uh, talk about. The let's next wheel scene. that yeah. wheelchair back in. Yeah, baby. So, oh, uh, <laughs> Pacey wheeling through the halls of high school, screaming at the top of his lungs, John Mayer, and he <laughs> is uh, going past Mr. Is it Mr. Gold's room or is it? I think it's rumor Miss Jacobs' room. Is it Miss Jacobs' room? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he overhears. Miss Jacobs with Mr. Gold, who is now no longer a cold, mean robot man. Mm-hmm. He is smooth. He is cool as a cucumber. This yes, guy rules. Is. And he's talking about movies with Miss Jacobs. They're flirting. They're having fun. And they're going to go hang out. So, man, Pacey so this is the sad. Yeah. This is where I realized that Mr. Gold was was who she was with in Same. the movie theater yeah. in the first episode. I went, I went back and checked and he got a haircut. Yeah. Between felt first, different. Yeah, because yeah. like he 90s looked different. Short yeah. mullet. And I do think he episode. is the one that hits Pacey. No, he's not because he no. I think I think if I remember correctly, and maybe I'm wrong. Pacey runs into someone with popcorn. Yeah. yeah. But then I think Mr. Gold is no, the one that hits him. That's the guy my, who's sitting behind them. Oh, okay. Exactly. My memory okay. is he, he. I thought okay. Like Benji, Mr. Gold jostles Pacey in some way and that causes him to throw his popcorn mm, over okay. his shoulder to the guy behind him who is then who right. punches him in the face. Either way, he's like, uh, Mr. Gold goes, who is this guy? Right. Yeah. How does he not know that Pacey's a student at school? your high school? Yeah. Yeah. What? yeah, I was kind of like, so when we watched that, I remember thinking 
he kind of looks like the yes, film I remember, teacher. Yeah, I remember we talked about yeah. it. Yeah. But then we were like, we oh, thought, all these no, guys that's look not the same. Him. Yeah. So why it is the him. hell is this teacher getting into a verbal altercation with a student? At, I mean, he's clearly a teenager, right? Like why you have you. I mean, I guess in this ep, in that episode, we did see he's incapable of having a conversation with Dawson. So maybe he's just really bad at yeah. talking with teenagers. But he. I feel like the way that he is talking with Miss Jacobs is very much like he has inserted himself into her life. And Mr. Gold, it, you mean? Yes, Mr. Oh. Gold. Well, and, she does say they're close friends. Yeah, but didn't she just move into town? So how close can they really be? Best friends. <laughs> okay, I don't know. you're right. <laughs> Meaning they've like they've gone to movies together, and so we know that like they both enjoy yeah. movies, they and then they're discussing a movie here. So do you guys know what movie yeah. they're talking about? It's the way we were. Yeah. yeah, 1973. Yeah. Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Beautiful people. Yeah. Love those two. Yeah, they're definitely <laughs> flirting here. Yeah. Yeah. They seem With these, way but better than she, yeah. Maisie. Yeah. Tries to... I don't even know. Does she try to pretend it didn't happen when she... Pretend that... When she, when she runs into happen. Pacey in the hallway outside, she's... She, I don't know. There's there's something weird about the way that she's talking with Pacey out there. Like she's afraid of what Pacey is going to do. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Cause she's like, like Mr. Gold is right in there. So oh, don't, yeah. well, don't she, do anything. I think here. she doesn't want Mr. Gold to hear that. She's any interaction with a 15 year old. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why she'd feel that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? And again, it's, it's, it annoys me that Pacey is viewing this as a relationship and he, yeah. he's like, Oh, you're talking to other men. It's like, yeah. no, she's having like a normal relationship with someone her own age, and you're yeah. you're the side piece, Pacey. Yeah. yeah. I like that he's just sitting in a wheelchair like a fucking psychopath in the corner. <laughs> uh, and he yeah. He's just like wait like I waiting. Mean, like, but he also makes a statement where it does feel like a little bit blackmaily. Definitely. Where he says, like, um, you know, she Miss Jacobs is like, Yeah, we're good friends, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, he doesn't know what what you do with your students right. or something. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, definitely. God. Well, I know what you would do with Black. your students, so he must be in for one hell of a ride yeah. or something. Yeah. Like it's like, yikes. Yeah. Like, ew. I don't know why it also kind of comes across as a revelation of him saying that he wants her at the end of this scene. Right. Because it's like, we know that already. I want you. Yeah. And it's like, oh. How effective. Like, yeah. We already know that. Just so yeah. emotional. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I love when a man says what he wants and it's regardless of whatever is politically or socially acceptable. It's just like so romantic to me. In case you guys couldn't tell, that was fucking sarcasm because it's disgusting. <laughs> that Five this, stars. Yeah, please. That was an acting performance. Give me my Oscar. And scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yucky. Yucky, it's yucky. Like, yucky. And for everyone that listened, like you watched the episodes, so you know where this is going. And it's weird that from here on out, this is the final scene we see of them yeah. together. And then yeah. we'll see them at the end of the episode. So right. it's like, what the fuck happened, what happened between A and B? So did he walk her home and then Pacey is waiting at her house and then is like, hey, wheelchair. I've got a place to go <laughs> fuck in the grass. Yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, it's the same night. Yeah, right? the same night. Yes. It is so weird. So weird. So They're, then that would mean Pacey would have gone to her house. That's what something? I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck happens here? Yeah. Bizarre. Because they show Unless up. Unless she went back to the office and told Mr. Gold, like, oh. I have a tummy ache. 
That's true. Yeah. I gotta uh, make poopy. That's more likely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she yeah. said I gotta make poopy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the nurse's office because I have to make poopy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I totally me. understand. <laughs> yeah, please. We have one more break here. Oh, oh, you're right. This is brought to you by the nurse's office where you can go to make poopy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. Go to squarespace.com to buy poopy. Creek Freaks, Stella here. Did you know the number one way you can help us grow is by telling your friends about the show? New shows like ours thrive on the power of word of mouth, which is why I'm here now asking you to please tell a friend about Freaks and Creeks. They don't even need to watch Dawson's Creek. It sure didn't stop us. Thanks for listening and for sharing the good word. Now back to the episode. And we're back! <laughs> to the ruins for the first time. So Dawson is showing up with Jen to shoot the final scene of his film. And I mean, this is like such a weird setting <laughs> that like everyone just like casually knows about these. Right. Uh, like, how do they even explain it? It's like, it was like based on an ancient Greek. Right. So that was from a guy that dedicated it to his mm, wife, his sick wife, is it his estate, part of his estate that, yeah. Everyone knows about it, but it's just sitting there rotting. Right, right, yeah. But rotting with a running fountain at the same time. So it's <laughs> yeah, it still looked very in manicured. Yeah. It looked pretty like. And they were together. like worried about getting caught. So it's like, does yeah. does the guy still live there, or or is it some historic people? Maybe you right, know, people yeah. tour it, or yeah. who knows? <coughs> or maybe there's a landscaping crew. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's know. so funny. There's like. Um, like we'll get to it later. Like another couple shows up, but it seems it seems like this is the spot that everyone takes people to. This is Lovers Lane, yeah. <laughs> and like, okay, if I have so many questions about the logic of Dawson for this, is right. okay. So one, you're shooting a movie, but I think that's like his number one goal because, like, at the end of the day, that's the one thing that he loves the most. Like, aside from kissing Jen, but he wants to shoot a movie, so it's like you're gonna go to a place that everyone goes to all the time to like shoot yeah. this final scene. Uh, the second is kissing Jen. Okay, so you're going to try to kiss Jen at this place that everyone goes to, so it might be crowded. Also, Jen calls him out because she calls it schmaltzy. Yeah, She's like, totally. this is like, too, for a horror film, mm. why are we doing this here? Yeah, and so. and she's not wrong because, yeah. like, God, his movie sucks so much. I can't get over how awful yeah. the stupid movie is. So <laughs> he takes, a, again, a great filmmaker, he does one take of Jen one. standing somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. He decorated this entire place, but he he's not going to film any of that. It's just going to be oh. like a close-up of Jen's head looking kind of sad. And that's For the final shot. Three seconds. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Right. You know. <laughs> and again, he's playing this Toad song, and he's like, I was thinking of ending the movie with this, and she's just like, wow, that sucks. And he's like, oh, no, it's going to be great. But again, there's <laughs> no actual like boom mic no one's doing right. audio for this yeah. movie it's no just plan like, for that absolutely not and again that uh, i forgot to mention it but <laughs> same with cliff's movie they weren't doing audio on that either right uh that doesn't make any sense so and when uh, did he have the time to set all these candles out there's like 50 candles yeah. did you guys notice that yeah and he's like Around. still setting it up like i felt like it was like a music video setting yeah <laughs> that's how i felt it looked awful <laughs> like even if he were to like get coverage and like shoot a bunch of stuff around that area. It looks really bad for this stupid movie he's making. God, I hate this movie. He's he screwed this up because I feel like I feel like 
so when they walk in, she goes, she says that is so romantic of the story. Right. Of, mm-hmm. So he could he probably would have nailed it. Up. No, he like if he had brought her as a date to this setting, just outside of filming, right? Like he it would have been perfect mm-hmm. and filmed this whatever scene for his film somewhere else. Yeah, he but tried see, to combine these two things and they just weren't capable of that because he yeah. doesn't have like the interpersonal skills to understand that he can actually just ask Jen out. Yeah. He needs, he thinks he needs to have an ulterior motive for this to like ease, to facilitate this kind of moment happening, which I feel like really speaks to who Dawson is as a character that he can't either. He's, he's like incredibly not confident in himself. Like he doesn't have self-confidence or he's just very manipulative. It's the latter. Oh, yeah. He's super manipulative. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, he is manipulating this whole moment to get what he wants, which is, as we will see later, a kiss. But he knows that she wants to go slowly. So why is he pushing so hard yeah. for this kiss? And filming it. Yeah. And like, what? filming it. And it's not even late. That is this scene. Like, yeah. they, you know, they, you know, it's just like a, you right. know, a time Thank skip. Mm-hmm. And, and it's right there. It's like, okay, um, so we filmed you looking great and I'm going to walk up to you and then they're about to kiss and then she realizes that he's fucking filming it. Yeah. It's right. so weird. But then, okay, so then we cut to Jojo and, the, okay, so like, He's playing violin on the on the boat again, Yet again, just mm-hmm. like how we he was introduced. And Jojo goes up and like I I'm just like having so much trouble with this character kind of thing with him and her because like he has to know that she is she's full of shit, right? Like at this point, I yeah. mean, like with the this is like when she brings up the restaurant, Delay. yeah, and right, he like she- knows that. Like, oh, you don't actually know what you're talking about, but they um, they still have a sexy kiss. Mm-hmm. And he still gives her the number. Is he recurring? I guess like when you looked him up on IMDb, which I'm always scared of, does he ever come back? Did it Not, show I don't I was number? able to see. I don't think so. I think he just yeah. has a one episode part mm-hmm. in Dawson's Creek. Sorry to spoil that. I... I agree, though. I mean, if he didn't know before the scene, he definitely knows in this scene. So the question that I have is, does he actually give her his number or does he give her a fake number? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of felt like it was real because he was like, hey, call me. OK, like it felt very right. like, yeah. sincere. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like he gives her yeah. his real number. So then. That what does that say about his character? Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this entire time he it, it seems like he's willing to dig deeper with Joey mm-hmm. than she is willing to give him. He's yeah. she has provided nothing but red flags for him the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand why he is like he's fine with it. He kisses he her. I mean, care. I guess it's just like for him, he's like, yeah, she's hot. So like, I'm totally fine with whatever yeah. bullshit she feeds me. Well, and immediately yeah. after the kiss, he's like, can I walk you somewhere? Yeah. So like, and then she tells him to stay right there in, in the, the moonlight. moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> Which where he, where he belongs. So they There's have a reference this... to Barry Jenkins's film moonlight, which will come out 17, uh, 18 years after this. Yeah. Yes. Completely related. Yeah. Very, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. They're so like, they, they just, they know. They knew. <laughs> they knew. They knew. Um, I when he said, "Can I walk you somewhere?" It it like the how pushy he was earlier in the episode flashed before my eyes. So I'm like, "Oh, okay, he's just looking to 
you know, sex. Yeah. He's looking for sexy sex. Well, he didn't say, can I walk you home? He just he said, said, can I walk, walk you somewhere. somewhere? Somewhere, yeah. Can I walk you to a grassy patch to fuck in? Can I take oh, you I to a ruins? I just took it as, yeah. can I walk you to like wherever you're going next? Yeah. Like, are you going, I don't That's know. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Well, mm. I'm glad. Because it, it would have been different. Think like Pacey. Because so if I'm he had like, said, "Can I walk you home?" That's like very personal. Versus, well, but he knows that she doesn't live here. Remember, she's on vacation with oh, the chauffeur, you're right. and the mommy's got the uh, sunset. You're right, of course. So yeah, he wouldn't course. offer to walk her home. Can I walk he, you to your to your hotel room? <laughs> yeah, because she's not staying on a boat. Yeah, right. I don't know. I was happy that Joey got a little smoochy smooch with a mm-hmm. cute boy. You know, yeah. like good for her. Yeah. It's not Dawson. first kiss. Yeah, it was her first. Kiss. And it felt. I mean, it felt kind of romantic. Like it yeah. felt yeah. organic. Yeah. And but yeah. that's the thing. It was all built on bullshit. So yeah. for yeah, her, like she can't even consider it a first kiss because he didn't kiss Joey. He, he kissed, kissed Deborah. 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 Yeah, yeah. but I Deb. mean, I think like besides her, uh, her lying about her like identity, it felt like they did have like mm-hmm. some pretty real chemistry and like had fun yeah. together. And like yeah, that was all real. Each other. They yeah. threw a frisbee. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I felt happy for her just yeah. for like getting out of her, you know, normal everyday life right. and like doing like having a little adventure of her own. But yeah, all, like, it yeah. seems. I think like, to Cody's point, she's not having an adventure of her own. Of her own, she's having an adventure. Deborah is having an yeah, adventure yeah. at Joey's expense. Sure, at no yeah. point is Joey really being herself. Every aside from like the the like the the. The grit, the in the moment stuff, everything else is Deborah's life, right? I know what you mean. It th- this reminds me of every episode of Catfish, because yeah. the person, whenever they get caught as the catfish, they all say the exact same thing. It's like that may might not have been my name, but the feelings were real. Right. Mm-hmm. They all say that, but it's like, but we as the audience always know that's false because it's like, well, you weren't really you. Right. You had to present yourself as some caricature for us to have this romantic connection, be it a fake photo or this fake identity. For our friend Joey, it right. is the facade of Deborah. All right, well, we're back to the roots. <laughs> Great. And Jen is rightfully like, why would you, why would you film this? Yeah. Like, why, yeah. this, like, this is such a weird over-the-top gesture to like manipulate me in, into this. And again, like, I hate that, like, again, we're just getting Dawson somehow being able to twist it as to like being an okay excuse. And like for him, his reaction is like, or not his reaction, but he, he says his intentions are honorable. Like everything is okay because at the end of the day, he cares about Jen. He's like, so right. like all me doing all this weird stuff that makes you uncomfortable <laughs> okay. is fine yeah. because I did it with, uh, with, uh, you in mind. Yeah. It's like, he admits that he tries too hard, but he, and, and he's like claiming to not know any better. I don't know. I don't know any better. I'm, you know, but he, and it's like he his answer about the filming part is never answered. Like no. he, like yeah. it's like exactly the oh, over yeah. the top gesture. All like right, yeah. makes sense about him. Like you know, setting up this whole scene and stuff, right. and like trying too hard. But why are you filming it, yeah. dude? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't follow fuck? his logic no. at all. He's like, I want everything to be perfect, so I filmed it. <laughs> Okay, because my wait, dad what? films, uh, <laughs> right. yeah. you know, he doesn't know any better. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know any better. Yeah, I don't know. The entire time this scene was happening, all I could think about was our the end of the last episode where Jen is being vulnerable with Dawson and saying, "Back in New York, I was moving way too fast, yeah. and I'm worried that if I do that again, my life is going to fall apart." She was and walking over there. 
And she was walking over there. Exactly. And, and here he's just like, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, move fast, move as fast as you possibly can. Because if you don't, I'm going to explode. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It makes me so mad because again, she falls for it and she's manipulated because he says her reaction is that he has built this up to like, be such an enormous thing that she doesn't want to disappoint him because that's right. like the way that it's being like twisted into totally and she falls for it yeah. she's mm-hmm. actually sad that this has happened yeah it's it's so yeah. gross it's really gross i mean yeah. it, it's kind of like a master class in manipulation yeah. because he just is constantly turning it around on her and i mean you're the reason i set this up and filmed it yeah and i mean as we will see in the next scene it very conveniently something happens that takes the spotlight away from just how fucked up it is that Dawson did this though. I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of like, if we, if we remove the fact that he is recording this, let's, that's a big if, but (laughs) if we remove the fact that he is recording this first kiss, is it actually that bad? No, that's what I was right. saying. Like, if he yeah. just brought her on a date to this cool spot. Or if he and, they film the video and then they stop, they film the scene and then they stop recording and then oh, this kiss sure, happens. Yeah. That's right. okay, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. his logic makes sense. Well, we just did all this production design. It looks so pretty. It's beautiful out. Why don't we hang out? Oh, yeah. And then a kiss happens. Cool, and then, like, great. Yeah. But the, the filming of it is really what crosses the line. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I'm trying to figure out why exactly that feels so weird. And I think it's because I don't trust what Dawson's doing with this film. Like, why do you need to have this filmed? What is it about this that you need yeah. to film this? Well, so I mean, he didn't ask her. Well, like, sure. There's the whole consent piece. Yeah. yeah. My, my scent, like I can imagine that Dawson's reasoning is that he needs to analyze it and oh, like, yeah. be better or, you know, how right. is how is yeah. this like so then did does, she like it did she look like she yeah. liked it or so whatever then is that yeah to his point that he's talking about here he needs to make everything perfect so that's why he's filming it because he needs to analyze it back later to see you know was his lip dancing was was it actually a good kiss <laughs> was like, it like from here to eternity was yeah. it like from here to <laughs> eternity did it look like a movie romance yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay so we find uh, Joe Deb walks back to Bodie's truck and gets in and uh, Bodie and Bessie are s- all smiles because they know that she was out on a hot date. And this is where we realize that that restaurant no longer exists and mm-hmm. she's pretty self-conscious and throws the number out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. The only question I have is like, why does she throw that number out? Is it because she's embarrassed or, yeah. y- you know, because like yeah. he, in my opinion, is giving off the only vibe he's giving off is like, I'm interested in you. So then she just can't face it down. I think she's yeah. embarrassed, but it's also the fact that she did what she was criticizing Dawson for at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode. Right. It's like, you can't manipulate a romance. And she did that totally. with yeah. her facade. Yeah. So she's just like, well, you know, even though I got the kiss, it wasn't a real kiss because I wasn't being myself. So she, right. her yeah. throwing the number out is like, but the it seems fantasy like is over. Yeah. To, you know, to, to like, I guess, complicate that. It seems like the element that makes her throw the, the piece that makes her throw that number out is finding out that Boulay, the restaurant that she name drops is closed, Mm -hmm. that her facade, her fantasy is, has been seen through. So it seems like for me, what's confusing is like, 
to your point, she feels bad about using this as a manipulation tactic to get the kiss. But in the reality, he is like, I don't really care about your yeah. fantasy. I'm mm-hmm. actually interested in whoever you are. Probably just can't see that yet. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Think, yeah, I think she was just embarrassed and like done with it, you know. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's like. Yeah, I mean. her. She learned a lesson and she's going to do, do it her, differently next time. Her self-esteem also is so low that yeah. she probably can't even fathom the fact that he wouldn't care about that anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he she probably is thinking he gave me a fake number, so I'm not even going to try to probably call too, this yeah. person. Yeah, um, I don't know because he sees through my ruse, right? I just got mm-hmm. confirmation that Boule is no longer open. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, you know? I think that's valid. Yeah. Also, just want to say how cinematic it is to show someone actually throwing a scrap of paper outside a window because now it would just be like a shot of someone deleting. Deleting. A phone oh yeah. yeah, deleting oh, that text yeah. message you get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who do you think picks up that phone number in the parking lot for uh, Krusty's Crab Shack or whatever this place is called? It's going to be Dawson, and he's going to play a character, and he's going to be the new Anderson Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, all right, but let's get into the oh. final scene. This is where it gets good, people. <sighs> this is what you've been waiting for. God, so Jen and Dawson, they hear a car coming up to the ruins because this is the hot spot for kissing and canoodling and so they're like we need to run and hide because you know we don't want to get caught i don't know so they go and hide and uh behind some bleachers what the fuck are they hiding i don't i don't know there's cobwebs yeah it looked like the thing in lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring where they're hiding from the ring race on (laughs) the side of the road (laughs) yeah uh they're they're hiding there and then we see like a couple but we can barely see it. You're like, who is that? Who is it? We think this is a couple of teenagers. They run past and we see it like enlarged on the monitor, which right. kind of gives you their first like, oh, you that see, can't be who I think it yeah. is. You see Miss Jacobs in the monitor throw her head back a couple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. And uh, and Jen <laughs> and Dawson have their first kiss set to what song? It is what set to... Ha- oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is set to What Would Happen by Meredith Brooks. Yes. Which what would happen if we kiss? Is Meredith Brooks the I'm a bitch lady? Uh, Meredith Brooks um, does sing a song called Bitch. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's so cool that she had yes. another song that wasn't bitch and it was in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, yes, that's it. Was. That's, yep, that's it. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I will not be ashamed. So they <laughs> yeah. kiss and I actually thought, I mean, like, if <laughs> without the context of who these people are and how awful Dawson is a person, I thought that was like a fun first kiss. Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was natural. Feel I thought it looked natural. I mean, I thought it felt natural, but I also couldn't help but think like, okay, it smells like shit. There's cobwebs. <laughs> it's like, there's buggies. There's all sorts of weird shit here. And I'm just going to kiss you. I, it's the meat cube, baby. It is, I it's guess. good. I don't know. I, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy that it happened, but I also, I can't, I don't know. Look, I'm, I'm going to move a, a little bit here. <laughs> so we, as you mentioned, we hear a car pull up, yeah. right? And then we see a couple, which we know is Pacey and and Miss Jacobs. Um, so Pacey doesn't have a car. He walks everywhere. So Miss Jacobs has to drive them there, which is feels very <laughs> <laughs> like on brand. He's 15. He doesn't um, even have his driver's license. So yet again... He had to propose this place. Yeah. He had to propose this place. She hey, doesn't know about the yeah. ruins. Exactly. She no. just moved to town. So he brings her here. 
I cannot get away from why is he doing this? He knows what is happening there from Dawson's plans, right? Like this is such a, like a, a, a plot hole in my opinion. I just can't get away from it. It is. It's, it's the one spot, you know, people are at exactly. because it's your best friend telling you <laughs> and he's going to be there. She is what? a literal adult. Like we've already talked about, presumably he meets her at her place does she have roommates or something like what? Why can't you just have whatever you're going to do? What we know is sex. Why can't you just have sex there? Yeah. Pacey earlier when they were at the crab shack, they were talking about this, the ruins being like a romance spot, right? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So was he just so hornied out and like his brain is just gone. And he's like, I, I'm going to take her to the most romantic place here at Cape side. Like he just forgot well, he must have. He, yeah. He's losing his virginities, and he, like, I think wants it to be romantic. Are you smiling while saying that? <laughs> wow. I, are you all for this? Are you, are no, you having an appropriate not, relationship? I am not all for this. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> Stella's in support. PC Stan. Yeah, I think you're right, because, you know, Listeners, he talked about the oysters. Like, he's, he, the <laughs> Yes. Right? Okay, yes. I the, I was going to say something about this. That, yeah. like. She has we, diarrhea. No, so we know like, nothing really my pockets all day for you. We know nothing about PC, but the thing with the oysters and then hit when this is going, <laughs> I'm scared. The thing with the oysters and then in the classroom mm -hmm. when he's like, you know, it's my first time. Yeah. Um, kind of gives a little bit of a glimpse that maybe he is a romantic yes. and that he is sensitive and he wants yeah. to make it yeah. a sweet thing. Yep. So I think he's that, been planning. Yeah. He, whole, I guess I yeah. don't draw the connection between wanting it to be a sweet thing to having sex in the grass at this decrepit Well, it's better than mansions. a classroom. Better <laughs> yeah, than a school classroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But why not a bed? I mean, I think when you're he that age, aren't they in a yeah. towel, like wrapped in a blanket or it's something? It's like a weird, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks somewhere between like a silk dress shirt and a blanket. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was very strange. I couldn't understand exactly what they were. But, Swaddled in. But I feel like <laughs> swaddled. swaddled. I feel like when like Baby I remember Jesus. when you're younger, like the idea of like having yeah. sex in like outdoor places yeah. or like, you know, somewhere besides like a bed is like really exciting yeah. and yeah. like mm -hmm. you know. Well been there. <laughs> no. And I feel like I was gonna say something else. Oh, about your plot hole thing. To just to defend the situation, I feel Please. like it's um, a weird thing to defend. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I mean, who knows? But, you know, it did seem like it was much darker by this point. Right. And Dawson yeah. had talked about the golden hour shot. So yeah. maybe, you know, he didn't think people would still be there. Yeah. Yeah. How long did no. they spend arguing, I guess? Because it, I agree, it did look significantly later in the evening. Like, it was pretty Argue. fucking dark out. Still, Dawson said... I'm going to be at this one place. So yeah. if I'm Pacey, I go, I'm going to go anywhere but that one place, even if it's yeah. 12 right. hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I don't right. know. Because what if, I mean, Pacey knows that Dawson's end goal with that entire scenario was like, maybe I'll kiss Jen there. So yeah. like Pacey, like it should be logical for him to think, well, maybe they're still there. Maybe they had sex there too. So they're there still. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to have a four way. <laughs> That would be very much in Pacey's, um, <laughs> like, 
You want to be my friends? Yeah. Okay, but so we didn't even like talk like the reveal of like, oh, yeah. Like we know that it's Miss Jacobs and then we see Dawson and Jen kissing and Mm -hmm. then there's like, does it go to the monitor? It goes to the monitor. And then we see Pacey. Is that right? They're kind of. We saw them pass the monitor and then it goes back to Jen and Dawson. And then the next shot is Pacey and. No, we don't see them. The reveal is it's the reveal is on the monitor. Yeah, the reveal is oh. on the monitor. Yeah, yes, no, yes. Because I, I noted that we we started and ended the episode watching a kiss on a monitor. Are you pulling we, it up right we now? We watched. Yeah. We watched the mo- the from here to eternity was on a monitor, mm-hmm. and then we end this the episode with watching I them roll see, around on the monitor. I don't think we see them because the way that the shot is. is set up is is up, so they wouldn't be able to see the ground from where the no. camera is pointed. Yeah, that's not the monitor. Cody yeah. is no, holding the, up his no, laptop. The last, the last shot yeah. is them there, but the, the reveal, reveal is the on reveal. the monitor. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reveal... That it's PC and Miss Jacobs. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like we do get a monitor reveal of the two of them in the monitor, but not that they're having sex. Yeah. Yeah, We exactly. see them kissing on the monitor, but then... The actual reveal... Do we ever, ever actually see Pacey in the yeah. monitor? Well, maybe not until... No, see, that's afterwards. That's not the monitor. They're literally just on the grass naked, which feels very um, Shakespearean. (laughs) You know, it's like Midsummer's Night Dream. I'm going to go fuck you in the forest. Like, Look at that face of regret that Miss Jacobs has. Yeah, she is definitely like, this was not (laughs) worth it. That post-nut regret. Yeah, or... That look of, I'm going to jail. Yeah, again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so similar to the last episode... I felt very like um, convinced by Miss Jacobs that like it was done. She was I like, know. we can't do this. This is wrong. It's over. And then again with this episode, she like really was laying it down uh, yeah. like multiple yeah. times. Like this cannot continue one second longer. This but, is over. This is wrong. This is so bad. And it's then like we get and there. now we have this and it's <laughs> definitely not over because no they have to follow up with something. Every every yeah. beat of Pacey is exactly the same in these three episodes that we've seen yeah. so far. Yeah. So what if they just keep this going in the next episode? Is the same thing where she's like, "We can't do this. We're it's going too far," and then it ends with them like going in on buying a house together. Yeah, right. <laughs> next well, <thing's> like, <laughs> like it ends with them getting married. It ends with them like you need a live-in tutor. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, how long is this gonna go on? Yeah, yeah. Miss Jacobs is in horny jail now. She's. Definitely locked up in horny jail for the rest of her life because she can't stop. You she know had great? she'll probably get caught in the show and get uh, three months in jail, <laughs> and then her God, and Pacey end up getting married. It, well, if it's anything like the Mary Kay Letourneau case, <laughs> then she's going to get pregnant. She's going to give birth to a child. <gasps> oh, and it's going to be Pacey's. Yeah, she, Mary Kay Letourneau has two children from her <sighs> yeah. her underage. Um, no way. Yeah, her, they yeah. were. Yeah, they continue. So potentially that's what we have to look forward to. I guess if art imitates life, then yes, we will get confirmation of that. Um, So I'm uh, really excited to see some little Pacey Juniors running around in season four of Dawson's Creek. Pacey Junior. Yeah. Yucky yuck. Yucky yuck, yeah. You know, this used to make me really mad and angry that this is like in media for people to enjoy. But now I'm just, you know, we're having a good time. This is so fucking stupid. I could not believe that they actually showed 
I just couldn't believe it. I mean, like, were we all shocked by yes. this? Yes. Also, also was was it filming? Was yes. Dawson yes, 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 filming yes, yes. it? Okay. Because yeah. like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, he never stopped it. Right. right. So yeah. he is going to so see that's this on when camera. he reviews. Because apparently he just left the camera running all fucking night. Yeah. Also, I w- I wish that we got a little post credit scene of Dawson and and <laughs> and Jen sneaking up and grabbing the camera and walking <laughs> away with this because it's like, did they just stay making out for a couple hours until right. after? Right. So the, how does this yeah. end? How does this night end? It's right. Like, and someone's got to leave. And like, are they going to discover a secret next episode? They definitely are. The next episode is called is is titled Discovery. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, they Dawson is going to discover this. So, what is this going to do to their friend group? I mean, like. I just can't believe this is already happening in the fourth episode. Right. Like, yeah. This is so crazy. There are eight more episodes to go in this season. What the fuck is going to happen here? It's gonna end up in space. Like, there's <laughs> only one. How way are they going to heighten go. this? Yeah. I Like I said, I audibly gasped. I could mm. not believe it. And the, yeah, the fact that it, like this is part of a TV show is completely wild. And then also the fact that it's like, this is still our introduction yes. to this show and this character. That it's yes. like, like maybe this plot line would make more sense, you know, it like later in the ser- in the middle of the series or something. But it's mm-hmm. like we have like understanding yeah. of who PC is, but the fact that it's just like this is PC. We know Such nothing a else. Bad way to introduce yeah. a character. Yeah. We know nothing yeah. else about him. I, I mean, it's like the worst sign of the times that I feel like could exist because <laughs> yeah. we are. I, I'm I'm caught between this like with with our modern sensibilities, we would hate Pacey for and Miss Jacobs for this, right? Like this is an unacceptable thing. But in the nineties, it was fucking free game. Like, who knows what we're supposed to think about this? Like, we are are we supposed to celebrate that this is happening? Are we supposed to think Miss Jake? I, I just don't know how to interpret this. I'm con- I'm I'm so unsure mm-hmm. of how I'm supposed to look at this through the lens of the TV show. Yeah. Is this self-aware like I imagine it is? In which case, what what is the point of what we're seeing here? Yeah. I mean, with our, again, our modern sensibility is like, and I've said this before, it's like this this plot line deserves to be in a different show. Definitely. It's yes. like so tonally different. But yeah. back then, I, um, here's the thing. So this week, uh, the music blog Stereo Gum, they do a special where they talk about hit singles and like what it was like when that song was going on. Right. And so they talked about Michael Jackson's you are not alone, which was his last number one single. Mm -hmm. And it was right after the molestation allegations Mm -hmm. came out Mm -hmm. and they like, I think it was in the comment section, but people were talking about how different it is back then versus now. And how, when those allegations came out at the first time, people just kind of laughed. Like it was just like, Oh, Michael Hmm. Jackson's like a freak. Ha ha. It's like, Oh, that kid's a freak. Ha ha. Like, no one really took it seriously. It was all just kind of a joke. And this is six years before this show premiere, or right. like this plot line is going mm. on. So I feel like it's so just like when this aired, I'm sure people were just like, ha ha, like not taking it very seriously. Like it's just like a whatever thing. Right. Like people weren't really, con- they thought statutory rape was just like kind of like light and it well, wasn't yeah. that 
big of a deal. Back to our discussion in episode one, where I feel like when we were talking about this, you mentioned like people like Bill Maher back then totally. were like, hell yeah, I wish I had a teacher like that. I guarantee you that's what the discourse was around Mary Kay Letourneau and that whole case, which like we already mentioned, is basically the inspiration. It's carbon copy, you know, copy yeah. paste that to this show. And that's what we're getting between Pacey and Miss Jacobs. So like it feels like they're trying to shine a light on it in what I would imagine now and make us realize how bad it is, but letting us make our own assumptions of it, which is in my opinion, what good art is, right? You should always make your own assumptions of this. They are not, um, at least up until this point showing us any characters who are like, Whoa, what are you doing? Right. Just infer what you think about this. How do you feel about these two characters doing this? And I, I would really be curious to know, like, I, I wish that we had that, that context of watching it back when we were kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to know what we thought then versus what we thought now. And I, you know, would love to talk to somebody who is a Dawson's Creek, like mega fan, mm-hmm. you know, who watched it then, who watches it regularly and still, mm-hmm. and still is connected to it to hear what they think about this because it's just so, I just feel like it's one of those things that has aged, in my opinion, like milk, but maybe to them, it's as they've, I yeah. don't know, you know, I'm just kind of, kind of rambling here, but. No, I, 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 I know yeah. exactly what you mean. I asked my friend who's, um, she's about like five or six years older than me and she's from Canada. And remember I told you that in Canada, their statutory rape law right. up until like 2008 was like, you can sleep with anyone at 14, mm. like you, and which is right. bonkers to us because it's always been 18 for us. So. I asked her, I was like, when this aired in 1998, like she was watching and for her, she was like, you know, like, I don't really recall how I felt, but I knew that it was bad, but just not to the same extent as like I would now when I'm watching it because, you know, like obviously like as times change, we become more aware of these things, right? Yeah. So she like, I mean, she gave me as much as like she could really tell me as she's like, I now realize how bad that is right but like back then like i'm sure when i watched it it was just like oh whatever you know yeah Hmm. i think we're gonna need to have a season one post-mortem where we really dissect this Mm. because i'm curious if this is going to be a plot line that extends into season two and the beyond of dawson's creek or if this is going to be one of those things where we get you know pacey and miss jacobs and sure like obviously that the ramifications of this plot line are going to play out but i don't I just don't see this relationship moving beyond probably, I, I feel like it's going to wrap up before we even get to the end of season I agree, one. Yeah. yeah. It's very fast. So yeah, because I feel like any, anyone, anyone that we talked to so far that watched it likes Pacey. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. must end swiftly because. And also his, to, like thinking about how, like where this could go is he was vulnerable in this right. episode. Yeah. Like he was sad, like, I am a virgin. Like you knew that, like mm-hmm. I yeah. want you and all this stuff. Like maybe this is like a really big turn, like learning turn point mm-hmm. for him. Like it finally gets him to grow up and not be as gross as he is, right. as he has been. And like, maybe they make Miss Jacobs like a bad person. She goes to jail and then like smooth sailing from here on out for him to like grow and learn from this. And maybe mm-hmm. it's hopefully bad. Like the way they frame it. Yeah, I don't see, know. That- well, no. they want to get into our ratings. Yeah. Let's fucking yeah. do it. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go. Um, I'm going to give it. Are we, we're doing on a scale of five. Five creeks. Five uh, creeks. Yeah. Five creeks. Yeah. I'm going to give it a two. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 
I was intrigued with how the story moved forward, and I'm still excited to see what happens next, but overall felt a little bit like a dud and was kind of bored and um yeah i'm ready to to move on to the next one yeah it's fair Mm -hmm. i was definitely like a a letdown from the last episode because the last episode felt really fun it was such a huge jump in quality yeah Yeah. the pilot right yeah 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 i would be curious like we talked I don't know if this made it into the final cut of last week's episode. I forget, but um, like we talked about, everything was filmed before it was released. So I'm really curious as to the as to the filming order of episode two and episode three and when it actually happens because I felt like episode two was this massive jump, like we're just talking about, right? It's like so much better production wise, writing wise, like it just feels really well thought out. And then episode three almost feels like, as we've kind of been talking about, it's just the leftovers of like a couple different episode shoots. And they're like, oh wait, this could maybe make an episode. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. it almost feels like it wasn't really a coherent episode aside from maybe the the ruins part and the the like the the dynamic between um Helmets of Glory and Dawson's movie. It feels like everything else is kind of just like, yeah, let's throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the episode, Matt? Um, I give it a three, three creeks. Three um, creeks. I, I liked that we got to see a little bit more of Cape Side. Um, yeah. I enjoyed um, the ice house scenes. Um, but yeah, I, I was just kind of like that by the end. The ending just really brought brought my rating down. Mm. <laughs> um, could have gone without that. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it was nice to see um, some things happening for Joey and Jen and Dawson and, you know, some of those plot lines advancing. But overall, yeah, I didn't, I thought it was kind of a dud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, two and a half or three out of five. It's, it's interesting because I really liked some character stuff in here. Like, even though I disagree with the character stuff that's going on for the most part, I, th- I still thought it was rich. I thought it was really interesting to see the teaser and how they played out these relationships of like fantasy, you know, plan stuff versus like the cynicism of just like, like, Oh, like romance should be like a grounded. And I thought the way that they did that wasn't very good, right. but I do like how those beats worked, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I just wish it was like done in a better way. Um, but the, you could definitely feel like the lack of Williamson in this. And you could definitely tell that like some of like the goofiness was gone. Like I wanted more of like Dawson's parents right. or like stuff like yeah. that. But then again, like we got some interesting stuff with Bodie and Bessie that I really mm-hmm. liked. And uh, again, Ice House stuff was cool. I really hope that becomes more integrated into like the feeling of this world that they live in. So yeah, hit and miss stuff. Yeah. Dud and not. I don't know. I totally agree with that. My rating is probably closer to the two than the three, which is hurts because like I actually did like this episode. I had a good time watching it. As soon as this episode ended, when we get that scene of the two of, of Pacey and Miss Jacobs laying in the grass, I was like, I need to watch the next episode. Yeah. So it really propelled me, <laughs> right? It really made me want to watch more. But when I actually think about like what I about this episode as it as a standalone product. Yeah. It's a stinker. Like yeah. it's actually like we've already talked about. There's like three locations. 
there's very little actually happening in this in this world. The entire episode takes place over two days, which you wouldn't even know, right? It just feels incoherent as far as the timeline is concerned. The character development is basically non-existent. Like the only development we get is kind of you have to infer. You know, it's it's like Pacey. It's it's sorry. It's that Joey. You know, has this moment happen, her first kiss, but she does it through a disguise, right? Joey or Dawson has his first kiss with Jen, but again, it's through manipulation. So all this like development that we have happen is kind of like veiled. It's it's like it's 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 kind of mysterious and shadowy, and it doesn't feel particularly intentional. It feels like a byproduct of what is kind of like ultimately happening at the the like emotional manipulation <laughs> level, which just makes me feel bad, but. I don't know, like the 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 walking away from this episode, I'm a huge fan of world building. I really want to know why we're why what's happening in this place is happening. And I feel like the way that we get to understand that is by getting a look at places like the ice house yeah. and mm. and what's happening outside of what's happening in the world. That's why I really like Stephen King. His locations, his worlds yeah. are so fleshed out, they feel real. And in a way, this episode was the most real feeling episode that we've had, Um, which is weird because really it doesn't, it's like totally fantastical at the same time. Um, But I think, you know, I would have to agree with the, the overall consensus that this episode really was kind of not good. I I think Mal, yours was a a three. Stella, yours was a two and you were a two and a half, Cody. Two and a half ish, yeah. That's not a good yeah. average. If I'm a two, we're we're looking at about a two and a half average here. And I don't know. I mean, I'm excited to see where this show goes from here. Again, like I said, I really just wanted to watch the next episode. And I think as soon as we're done recording this, Mal and I are probably going to like start <laughs> watching episode four. Um, so, you know, like it, it doesn't ultimately change uh, my excitement for the show or anything, but like if we were to look at a a graph of enjoyment levels, it's weird because I really enjoyed this show, but the value of this episode kind of didn't really meet the expectation that I had based off of the previous two episodes. So uh, long story short, that's a two out of five (laughs) for me. (laughs) Yeah. And also it's like, always remember, like it's always fair to like, you can enjoy something that's not very good. Like I still really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was weird. Um, but it's just like so haphazardly put together. Yeah. Like mm. from an editing standpoint, the J- Joey's date starts with them at the boat and then it turns into a montage of them on the boat. And then it transitions to them on the beach with right. the boat in the background. It's just like, you just cut away or like do something. Something. Interesting. We don't need to see that. Yeah. 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 And also like to that point. So is that a super long voyage that we had to go on on the boat? Because that's the only reason you would show a montage, right? Like look at Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They're showing montages when they're traveling over days. Yeah, yeah. So are they fucking sailing for days to this <laughs> beach? Is it, or is it like a 15 minute boat yeah, yeah. ride? If it's a 15 minute boat ride, fucking who cares? Skip yeah. to the fucking beach. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Fuck this show. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, our next episode is titled Discovery, and it sounds like a really juicy one. I'm actually really excited for the next one. I'll, the synopsis here says, Dawson turns to Jen for comfort after learning about his mom's affair with her co-anchor Bob, oh. as well as Joey's knowledge of it, which is... Didn't we call this? Didn't we call that that was going to be a huge plot point that 
Joey's knowledge of this affair was going to cause some kind of friction there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it continues, but he regrets doing so when Jen tells him some of her own problems involving her promiscuity and oh. the real reasons her parents forced her to move to Cape Side. Meanwhile, Pacey and Tamara, or Tamara, they said Tamara during Tamara, the show? Yeah. It's yeah, Tamara. Okay. So yeah. meanwhile, Pacey and Tamara continue to tempt fate with their affair, oh which was compromised because Dawson accidentally videotaped it. Again, we're getting these synopsis <laughs> from IMDb, which means that some weirdo yeah. is like writing yeah. all this out, uh, which I love. I love that someone spent the time to unhinged. Write this yeah, it yeah. is unhinged. <laughs> it kind of makes me worry that we're going to get an underplayed representation or it, 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 at least like the reality of the fact that Dawson filmed this is going to be underplayed. Sorry, that Dawson filmed Tamara and mm-hmm. Pacey is going to be underplayed in the episode when it feels like that should be the entire episode. Well, the yeah. recap that, or not the recap, the uh, synopsis I saw was just a couple lines on Netflix yeah. and it, it seemed more heavy on okay. Okay. that Good. part. Um, at least I hope that, so. Yeah. So we I'm have to excited. have some reality here. I, not like, I just can't imagine a world where we get what we just got, which is literally evidence that this is happening. And then we go into next episode and they're still pretending like, Oh yeah. Well, who's the mystery woman again? Yeah. Who, who do you, yeah. you know? So yeah. I'm excited. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel going into this next episode? I'm really Are excited. You ready? I feel ready. I also feel like I want to watch it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we just record? Should we just watch it right Throw now? It yeah, we yeah. should <laughs> record it while like us watching it. Yeah. Let, reactions. Live reactions. Let us know if you want to have a live listen episode. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, podcasts is Treks in the City. Shout out. And for a lot of their season finales, they would do That's like live watch commentaries. So that could be something that we could do. It's probably just going to be a lot of us groaning and yep. screaming in the background <laughs> as we're just like, oh, no. <laughs> but if you want it, you let us know. Well, one of my, like, notes um, about, like, or questions about, like, what will happen next time was um, for some, like, development with the with Dawson's mom, like, love affair because we didn't get any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what yeah. happens with that. Yeah, I agree. I was I felt like there was a noticeable um like vacuum in the man meat representation. We <laughs> yeah. didn't get any of that. There's no meat. Nothing. There's no meat here. <laughs> All filler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have any recommendations for things that have nothing to do with Dawson's Creek? I definitely yeah. do. Should I go first? Do it. I, yeah, okay. sure. Um, well, this week I, uh, I I got into something fun that I would like to share with everybody, which is go-karting. All right, look, you don't have to be a little boy or a little girl <laughs> to go out and enjoy this. It's not just something you do at the Family Fun Center. Um, I know Mallory and I have basically teased our uh, Formula One obsession, and this is really just an extension of that. So... Uh, please go out to your local go-kart track. I, this last week I went go-kart racing twice and I had a great time. It was really fun. I felt like a very fast boy in a vroom vroom machine. <laughs> and did you um, scream woo when you went past the checkpoints? Yes. It, the checkpoints. Exactly. That's very good. Um, whenever they wave the flag at me, I felt like I was in a race, like an, in a real race. And, um, it was fun because, you know, I follow a lot of racing. Um, I play racing video games and 
the difference between playing a racing video game and actually being behind the wheel of a racing machine is very, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. And I felt the, I, I feel like I felt a, a, a tiny taste of what it's like to be a driver in one of these cars who is out hunting for tents on a course, trying to improve their time, trying to find the best way through a course. And it was really, really fun. So, you know, go out and do that. It's probably, uh, there's probably like one person in the entire world who'll hear this and think, Hey, I'm going to go do that, but please go do it. It was really, really fun. And, uh, that's my recommendation for the week. Go, go karting. I think it's cool that like you can have an interest in like formula one or whatever, you know, racing kind of thing. And like, you can actually go out and like do something similar to it. Like Mm -hmm. that's so fun that it gives you like a taste. Totally. I mean, you know, if you think of like, I guess if you think of like watching basketball or playing soccer, like, yeah, you can go play a pickup game. It's not really close though. You know, like it's, 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 I guess it's close in the sense that you're like playing the same sport, but go-karting, I guess because auto racing is such a, you know, like such a, ultimately it's you versus the stopwatch, not you versus anybody else. Right. So there's no, it's just purely your own performance. So in that way, it really did feel like an authentic representation of it. And I suddenly got a very different appreciation for the sport. And I'm really excited because the formula one season is going on right now. So, you know, we've got, we've got 22 more races to watch in the next uh, couple of months. So now that I'm a pro at go-karting, I can't wait to just tell them how they're doing it all wrong. (laughs) Vroom, vroom. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, baby. My recommendation is, um, a Netflix TV show, a new show on Netflix called, is it cake? Oh, mm. not sure if anyone's heard of this one. I saw the trailer for it. Yes. Um, we binged it. Oh, uh, <laughs> how many it's a competition right show. Um, I'm ten. not sure how many. Uh, so Nine it's a ten. competition show hosted by Mikey Day from SNL. Um, and it's several highly skilled cake artists are creating cakes that look like anything but cake. Um, each episode has a different set of judges and they're competing, the contestants are competing to win money. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not really awesome. a cake person, but I've never wanted to eat cake more in my <laughs> life. Because <laughs> after they judge the cakes, they get to taste them. And yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, fun one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, have you ever thought like a tackle box could be cake? Right. <laughs> or a sewing machine. Yeah. It's crazy to see what these people who... You know, I mean, like, I can't even really make a cake that tastes good or that looks good. I can do neither of those things. And they do both, but then they also are making it look not like cake, like a real world object. And it's kind of crazy to see that kind of shit. And Mikey Day, you know. He makes it fun. He makes it really fun. He's he's a cute little guy. You know, he's just a funny little guy. And it's cool to see him outside of SNL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like based on a, like, there's like a, Japanese oh, really? game show, Ooh. right? Because I, I didn't know that. Clips of like people <laughs> like biting a doorknob to see if it's like a real <laughs> oh, okay. doorknob or if it's uh, like chocolate. Oh, funny. I do something. that in my daily oh, no. life. Yeah. I, every doorknob I come across, you just but, you never yeah, know in if this, it's cake. In this one, Mike, Mikey Day pulls out a knife and yeah. he'll like go and cut different objects. And if it's cake, it, yeah. you know, it cuts. If, yeah. if it isn't, it reminds me like, of the yeah, subreddit oddly satisfying yeah. where, you know, in that whole yeah. subreddit, it's all about things that are, as the name implies, oddly satisfying. And there's something so satisfying about watching him pull out a knife and cut through like 
a cash register. It just looks so, I don't know, there's just something so fun about it. Yeah. It's, so people have to guess? Yeah. yeah, so the judges, yeah, so there's like rotating judges at every episode celebrity judges. different celebrity mm-hmm. judges and they have to guess out of, you know, five items which, which one, one they think is cake. And they only have, you know, a few, how many seconds to get, to hit a button to guess. And then, then he reveals, he takes the knife out and goes through each one. And, yeah. It's really strategic too, which is something that I feel like a lot of these kinds of food mm-hmm. competition shows don't highlight is the strategy element. And right. they, they have, they have strategies here. Yeah. It's, the bakers get to choose uh, decoys. decoys, several decoys that maybe look similar to the cake that they made. So it's there's fun. definitely strategy behind Watch it. it. That's so fun. It's, it's great. Netflix. I'll go. Um, just general uh, indie pop, indie rock from the 2000s. <laughs> I've been having a mm. moment. Uh, started maybe a couple weeks ago when Cody and I were watching um, a live feed of Arcade Fire performing. <laughs> and then I like started listening to old Arcade Fire. And then it was like, you know, artists similar, like playlists and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just like the last couple of weeks I've been like going on this like nostalgic listen of just like old music that just like feels so, so fun. And I don't know, it's been making me happy. Name some artists, 2008 indie rock bands. Grizzly Bear, M83, (laughs) Death Cab for Cutie, like old Death Cab for Cutie. Um, What else? Girls. Um, I feel like those are the highlights. I feel like I'm blanking maybe on some, but it's, it's funny because I have also been on a mid to well, just a two thousands music kick in general. I've been listening to a ton of motion city soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't yeah. know if, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it started before we went to Disney. We were on Disneyland recently and, and that entire trip was basically like sup- the soundtrack was supplied by motion city soundtrack. And it's just been, <laughs> It's been really fun to go back in time and listen to music from, you know, a formative era and I think all of our lives and to see, um, you know, kind of like the same way that we listen to the music or we we watch Dawson's Creek. Like it's really in some ways moved really far from that, but also it feels very accessible in the same way, like at least like Arcade Fire, for example. If, if Arcade Fire came out this year, it would still feel somewhat fresh to a certain extent. So it's it's interesting to see the way that this music kind of ages and doesn't age yeah. at the same time. Well, when I think of Arcade Fire specifically, there were so many other copycat bands around yes. the same time that <laughs> used like big choral arrangements. Edward Sharp and, and the Magnetic Zero. Yes. And uh, what's that fucking awful song? Um, hey Ho by the Lumineers? No, that sucks too. <laughs> uh, uh, by the Middle East. Oh yeah, Blood. Blood by the Middle East. Like that is... God, a band ripping Loved off that song. Oh, we all did, but that, just like ripping off Arcade Fire to the, the biggest nth degree. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that shit has not aged well at all. And yeah. whenever I hear it, I can feel my soul leaving my body because yeah. it's so embarrassing. Arcade Beirut. Fire still great. Beirut was another one. There we oh, go. Beirut rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Beirut. Hell yeah. Go listen, Cody. Yeah, go listen to <laughs> mid-aughts indie rock. Uh, my rec for this week is the TV series Servant on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, the official basic premise is a Philadelphia couple is in mourning after an unspeakable tragedy creates a rift in their marriage and opens the door for a mysterious force to enter their home. <laughs> and mm. I'll keep it at that just because the show has so many interesting twists and turns 
that I don't really want to like get into it too deeply because it is so cool. And it's marketed as a horror series, but I think it's more in line with like a surreal drama like Twin Peaks. Ooh. Uh, it's very peculiar. And so if you like stuff like Twin Peaks or Lost or The Leftovers, uh, this show is for you. It's got cool. Lauren Ambrose mm. from Six Feet Under. It's got mm. Rupert Grint from Harry Potter oh, being whoa. the best he's ever been. Uh, Nell Tiger Free from Game of Thrones, Toby Cabell, and more. Um, I'm obsessed. It's great. And if you're the type of person that loves hitting the message boards after finishing an episode just to like see other people's fan theories and nerd out, like this show was made for you. It is hmm. so good. And every episode is only like 25 minutes long. So oh, wow. for That's people perfect. that are like, oh, like I don't want to slog through like another hour long drama, like 10 episodes a season, the third season just ended. Like you could blow through this. Wow. It is amazing. And I only know like a few other people that watch it, but critically, like critics really like it. The people that I do know that watch it just like totally love it. So mm. get into it, everyone. Great that sounds show. Sounds great. And you know, if if you guys haven't heard about our message boards for Dawson's <clears throat> Creek podcast, um, all you have to do to be a part of it is just write it in your phone and then delete the message. <laughs> it'll it'll show up where it needs to show up, and we will read it. So please take part in that. The engagement really means a lot. And speaking of engagement, please follow us on all of the social media platforms. Freaks and Creeks Pod, all one word. It's probably listed in the show notes for this. Um, please like, subscribe, review, smash that like button, ring the bell. I don't know. <laughs> We're still figuring out exactly what you're supposed to do, but please do it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Any last words before we're all executed? <laughs> I hate Pacey. <laughs> yes. I hate Pacey. He's the worst. Okay. Yeah. Well, until next time. I love See, you. See you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>